what's poppin'? The Drew and Mike Show from the DealsND.com studios. Brought to you by Hall Financial, our show presenting sponsor. Their Easy Start program is the best offer out there if you're looking to buy a home, especially for first-time home buyers. Easy Start can drop your mortgage interest rate 2% in the first year of your loan, 1% the second year, and your rate won't go up with the market. You're locked in. This saves you 200 bucks each month and thousands each year. And then when mortgage rates, interest rates fall in the future, they better fall. Hall Financial's Rate Watch tech team will let you know it's time to refi and claim your exclusive benefits. So whether you're looking to buy a home or refi your current home, call Hall Financial, 866-CALL-HALL, or click the link on our site uh, on the Hall Financial banner for special five-star service just for Drew and Mike listeners. And uh, excitement uh, yesterday, I mean, not very often that the local media generates any kind of excitement, but... With the firing of Jason Carr, oh wow! I thought we had a really interesting story, and it just went, it just fizzled into nothing, because nobody seems to be able to say what the hell happened, uh, and the the show itself is scrubbed. Now it's not that big a deal. I have a feeling it's probably, you know, it's probably something that management didn't like, but it's probably not that dramatic, but I did. But it wasn't about management. It was, well, from what I understand from talking to people, it was about things he said about other people at the workplace. Other people say, well, some people are saying that he yelled at people. He was working with an immediate vicinity. Yes. Went back to the station to do the 10 o'clock show, and then he said something about management, or he said something to management kind of implying that he wasn't real happy with them don't either. Look at me! I, I don't know. I I only got one maybe he said I'm a billionaire and you can't fire me like Kanye did and they're like, "Oh yeah, we can." Um yeah, that would uh, that would make sense. He and Taryn have been making some good media TV money in Detroit for a long time. I just meant something along the lines of you can't do anything to me. <laughs> I don't, don't think that's how he would act. But. I don't think so. <laughs> I was scrolling all over the place looking for any information because obviously, you know, like the Buzzboard will have a story about it and Reddit had stories about it. So I, but I nobody would, has the details. Nobody has the details. Everybody's wait, begging for it. Wait, wait. Brandon sent me the petition to reinstate Jason Carr, which, by the way, had a whole 45 signatures as of noon today. Well, they must know what happened. Well, that's they why I asked Brandon strongly. if he could look up a couple of the people that commented on the signature page and see if we could get some insight. They've got to be viewers, right? They have to be, yes. They have to be fans who want him back. I mean, they signed a petition. We all know a petition, that's a legal document. I wish I had 45 fans that would sign a petition for me. <laughs> you would. Well, mate, let's no, fire you and see not. what happens. Yeah, you'd no, have some I Michigan wouldn't. fans. No, no, I wouldn't. Um, oh, yeah, the cult would back you. The cult I, would back What you. I really want to know is how many people watched the um, Local 4 Plus stream where this happened on? Because, boy, they were e- it's so easy to scrub because... I don't think anybody watched it. That's what I think a lot of people get mistaken. They think that maybe he popped off on the air during his show, but it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like it's on that streaming podcast that... He had two, uh, no, I he had two news. shows. He had one that was streaming at 9 o'clock, and then he had live at, live on the D at 10. But I don't think a lot of people watched... I'd, like I'd love to know how many people watched the 10 o'clock show. I bet you the number would shock you. Well, and then probably, what, one hundredth of that watches the 9 o'clock Even, streaming I, show? Well, we, no, that's not even on Facebook. The streaming show is not available on Facebook. You, Brandon, let's call the people that signed the signature. Let's get some inside dope here. Before we do that, can I read my favorite Reddit comment that I came across? 
Because there was a lot of speculation and people just saying, oh, that's great, I hated him. Or no, that sucks, I loved him. But <laughs> I'm just shocked that people have such strong feelings about Jason Carter. Well, There's like 200 comments on the story now. If you go to the Detroit subreddit. <laughs> Does anyone top the, oh no, what are we going to do now comment? <laughs> this Not guy really. did. Oh, this no, guy well, did? Okay. Well, actually, yeah, a couple ahead, people Brandon, did, did top it. Talisman80 on Reddit. Uh, he had the greatest Jason Carr reaction of him being fired. Several years ago, my band played one of those early morning slots on Fox 2 promoting our upcoming gig at Winterfest. Being young and dumb, we were out late the night before getting hammered and enjoying ourselves. Needless to say, we were in rough shape the next morning, especially my stomach. We were about 20 to 30 minutes from air, and I had to take a horrible, terrible, no-good dump. <laughs> so I found the closest restroom I could. I go in, do my business, and totally stunk up the joint with one of those regrettable shits which make you question your life choices that led up to that moment. I'm glad he's questioning his life choices. <laughs> As least. I'm walking out of the stall, who is standing there in the mirror fixing his hair? Jason Carr. Oh, he looked at me, and I looked at him, and I just walked out without saying a word. I didn't even feel bad because I never got a good feeling from the dude anyway, but... <laughs> Somehow, I was super satisfied knowing that he had just smelled my shit, and to this day probably still has not forgotten it. Knock it off, dude. It was that bad. Nice making him getting blown out about your dump. Too long, didn't read. Jason Carr sniffed my dookie, and it possibly scarred him for life. I have an objection. I have an objection. Some people are saying that Jason Carr thinks his own shit doesn't smell, so he didn't know what he was smelling. He had no idea what he was smelling because he's never smelled his own shit. Little punk thinks his shit don't stink. That's what some people are saying. Shit does stink. Wait, some people's feces reeks? Listen to these comments on the free press yesterday. Awesome. Car's wife looks like she has a soft booty. And I'll bet dollars to donuts her booty is warm and inviting too. It's still up there. That comment is still up there. Booty? Yes. Booty? Aaron responds. What's the point of this disgusting <laughs> comment? Proving that men will always be pigs. Thanks for that. Did the person reply go, I'm a woman? <laughs> they should have. I mean, a woman but, can appreciate it. Thankfully, a, nice uh, a comment did come in right after that. Uh, the point is that many people would like to get to know if her booty is soft, frame <laughs> or gelatinous. I hope we can agree on this, Aaron. Free press comments at the very top for a long time. They she were there. hiding what's called junk in the trunk. Uh, my favorite part, too, is doesn't the free press have a big, long thing about, please be respectful in your yes, comments? Yes, they do. Okay, let me fire up these numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think they don't have, like, like and dislikes. It's like, uh, respect or not respect. All right, the first person I'm going to call is Carol. She signed the petition on change.org okay. to get right. Jason Carr his job back. And she's into this. She's one of the early signers, one of the earliest adopters of the petition, which is a legal document. We all know that. These petitions always generally are followed if there's enough signatures. In this case, I think they need another, what, 99,955? Yeah, for the White House to comment. Right. Heads up for Carol. <laughs> is that what it, it does? That's what it does. Isn't it? Oh, come on, Carol. Ooh, great musical choice. <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. Long intro. She doesn't answer this time. I'm going to be furious. Jason Cardenant. <laughs> Please leave your message for oh, man. Carol Brandon. You're killing me, Carol. Jason. 
Jason Carr. Carol, uh, we saw that you had commented on the Jason Carr firing. This is the Drew and Mike show, and we were hoping to get a comment from you as to why you signed the petition, and you sound very upset. Um, he could use a little backing right now. So if you would call the, call the number back, we'd sure appreciate it. Thanks. All right, heads up for Christina. Christina had a good comment. I don't remember what it was. Jason. <laughs> if you don't know who Jason Carr is, he looks like he would be smoking a pipe at all yes, times, in uh, my opinion. a tweed jacket He's with, always with patches on the elbows. Extremely well-anointed, always. But not professorial, necessarily. Just Christine. Christina. Christina? Christina, can you hear me? Christina, it's the Drew and Mike show calling about Jason Carr. We saw that you had commented on the uh, petition, and we just wanted to see if we get a comment from you supporting Jason. She gone. Huh? What's going well, on? Call her back. Can, can you hear me? What is she not? She signs. She just wildly signs a petition, doesn't care to yeah. follow up or <laughs> comments when I she has an opportunity. I demand to know what other petitions this person has signed now. Does she just willy-nilly sign any petition? It's total BS. Hello. Christina. Christina, it's the it's the Drew and Mike show. We're calling about Jason. Are you there? Yeah, this is Drew. I can't hear you. I'm gonna call you. Hold okay, on. that'd be great. It's important. Well, what's she? I'm gonna call, gonna call you. Us. Oh, okay. Well that's interesting. Why is, why is our phone sucking the wad? Thank thank God our outgoing call only system has been temporarily. <laughs> Hello, postponed. Christina. Christina, can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Christina? Hello? Hi. Hi. Christina. Hi. There you are. Hey, it's it's the Drew and Mike show calling about Jason Carr, and we saw that you had signed a petition to get him reinstated at Channel 4, which is a very powerful document, of course, and we were wondering uh, why you support Jason Carr. Hold on one second. I can... Carr. Okay. There we go. There we go. Yeah, okay. th- much better. I really enjoy, I mean, I, I heard the exchange of, of what happened. I know the, the incident. Okay, can I, let me stop I you right there, because we, we don't know what the incident was, and we knew you'd be a, a loyal viewer. Can you tell us what was said? Carol's calling back. It was when he had, no. um, he had gotten a ding on his car at Somerset, and then uh, the next day, he came into work, and he parked next to Rhonda's car, and he was on the passenger side and um, had accidentally dinged her car, and he made the comment of he hadn't parked there since Numbnuts left. Oh. And there you go. That's Ever. Numbnuts so, would be, that's Everard Cassidy's nickname, isn't it? Allegedly. That's what we're, that's what we're, uh, that's what I'm assuming, because he was the one who had just left. And he worked with Rhonda, so it assumed that he would be parked next to Numb Nuts. Rhonda. Yo, Rhonda, I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah. Right. So, okay. he just got uh, the info. And then all of a sudden, once he was gone, once I read the article, it, it put two and two together, and that is exactly when that happened. <laughs> is, is that all it was? Was referring to this guy That's as. That's all it was. He, he, he said Numb Nuts, and he. And Numb Nuts, is that you? He just said the word. Really? Yeah. Did he yell at anyone on the set? It sounded like they made it sound like he yelled at someone. Yeah, no. He just said, you know, since Numbnuts left, <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, he kind of tried to get Carrie to to you know co-sign, 
but Kari was having nothing to do with it. He kind of just shuffled her. it you know, along. That's probably a good move and on her part. That um, was it. So now, did, were you a fan of Numb Nuts, Everett Cassidy? I did. I, I enjoyed watching him. I watched him every morning, but I watched the entire Channel 4 team. So you're so, loyal to the Channel 4 team. You keep Channel 4 on all the time. You're because a huge you can't, Hank can't, Winchester fan, yeah. I have I have Channel 4 on. That is the channel that I go to that I I have on in the background. And now that I'm streaming, that's how I found Jason Carr Live was back in... Uh, end of August, we cut our, our cable tie and started streaming, She's and I wanted to figure out how to watch Channel 4 in the morning like I always do, mm-hmm. wow. and I found the local 4 Plus, and then after watching the morning news, okay. Jason Carlisle came on and watched mm. that and started oh, interacting yeah. no, and great. thought it was pretty cool. Do you ever watch 2 or 7, or is it just so hardcore 4? No, I'm just all 4. Uh, occasionally, yeah, I, I watch Fox, I totally but get it. Fox really Excellent. turned me off when uh, when they were backing Trump really hard, and yeah, now they're, they're, that. they're backing off from him. I've watched Fox a little bit more right now, but okay. now they're all about the Tucker DeSantis, on Fox I'm not really Channel about Two. Either, so. It's terrible. It's um, a politics thing. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Sure. So you're a you're a great fan of Jason Carr. You you quickly signed that petition. You couldn't wait to sign that petition. Would that be an exaggeration? Um, once I found out about it and found it. Yeah, I, I, I searched it out and signed it. That's great. Well, uh, your support, I'm sure, is appreciated by Jason. I'm f- glad we finally have heard from someone who has some idea what happened, and I want to thank you for passing that along to us. Not a problem. You have an amazing day, right. guys. You, you too. too. Go Bye, for it. Bye, Christina. Okay. She had all the info. Oh, my God. She so, loves Channel 4. That's I watch Channel 7 all the time, so I know how she feels. <laughs> I love the I never brand Channel loyalty. 4, made some comment about Biden. It just lit me up. And ever since I've been to Channel 7, I've been safe from any of that kind of criticism. <laughs> oh what was Fox 2 endorsing Donald Trump? I don't... Does she think Fox 2 is Fox News? A lot, maybe? Of, people a lot of people do that. Yeah. Yeah. Carol called back during our call let's with Christina. Do you want to hear Carol back? Do you yeah, want to hear let's... a voice message first? I haven't listened to it. She left us it. a message. She left a message if you okay. want to hear it. Maybe she'll shed some, some light privately that she wouldn't publicly right, on. on her message, which is not Hi, private. Andrew. My name is Carol Brandis. You had called me earlier. We had a bad connection, and unfortunately, you called me again, and I was on the phone with my husband. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. What's with all these Give bad connections? Give me a call. I'm not sure what your call's about, but I'll wait for you to call back. Okay. Thank Our you. My is... number is seven. Oh, okay. Our connection is so bad no. that <laughs> she couldn't even hear the message. She sounds very nice. She sounds... Man, these Jason Carr the fans Jason are like the nicest people. I know, we have to do more to, to reach this audience, clearly. Yeah, I need to be more like Jason. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That drop is perfect. What, the one about Jason? It's spelled, the drop is spelled C-A-R-R. Oh, hi. Hi, how are you? Carol. I'm okay. Um, Yes. We saw, uh, this is Drew and Mike's show, and we saw that you had signed the Jason Carr petition because you're a fan. And we were wondering, first of all, were you watching when the incident, quote unquote, occurred that he was fired for? No, I admitted that I don't. I didn't see that. I, all I can say is that I love Jason Carr. I love 
how he represents himself professionally. Uh, Unfortunately, he must have had a bad day. Yeah, we've been there. Mm -hmm. Now, what if if he said something? Everybody has been there. I I mean, you know. I agree. Now, if he said something way out of character, like if he said, I think Celine Dion is fat or something like that, would would that be, would that make you upset? Does it matter what he said or you just take it as a bad day? I just take it like everybody has a bad day, Mm. you know, I mean, you know. And you were all over that petition. Pardon me? You were all over that petition. You just could not wait to sign that petition to reinstate (laughs) it. Well, I just feel that um, whatever he said, I think, if anything, a smack on the hand Mm. is sufficient but firing suddenly i i don't know well how bad whatever he said what you if know? they maybe they wanted to get rid of a salary because sometimes they do that and jason is a pretty good talent i mean what kind of money do you think he's pulling down over there at channel four probably some pretty good bucks right oh i'm sure it, yes i'm sure he is i'm yeah. sure he is so maybe they but, i don't know sometimes people do that they use it as an opportunity yep. But I I, uh, I appreciate your fandom, and um, God, I hope you'll try the Drew and Mike podcast. Do you know what a podcast is? Yes. You do? Oh, what do you yes. listen to? Yes. Um, right now, I can't even begin to tell you. Ramanessness. <laughs> Did you ever listen to... I've listened to different ones. Did you ever hear the Drew, and Mike, the Drew and Mike show when it was on WRIF? Drew and Mike, I did, yes. You did? Did you like I the did. show? Probably not. Um... So, it was a little I racy, mean, a little yeah. racy. Yeah, that one guy too. Yeah, yeah. Mike's passed away, and so um, the show's cleaned up a lot since that time. Since that happened. Oh, I have not heard it since. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll go back and listen to it again. Sure. You can just give the podcast. <laughs> did your try. husband used to listen? Did he? Did he like that show? Yes, my husband did listen to him. Great guy. Oh, that's awesome. he did. Yeah, he loved Mike too. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, Carol, thank you so much for uh, for helping us try to put the pieces together, put them back together. That is. Yeah. With yeah. Channel Four well, and Jason. Well, I'm rooting for Jason to be able to make amends with the management, and hopefully yep. and he'll nuts. be able to return. Yeah, that's right. No, I, I wish uh, wish for the same, and thank you so much for participating. Okay. You have a great evening. Okey Bye, Bye, Carol. Carol. Bye. 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 All right. How's the petition doing, Brandon? Should we check and see how many and people numb signed nuts, it? Is that you? <laughs> numb nuts. I want him hired back for calling everyone numb nuts. <laughs> I, I mean, I like the sh- I like the shock. It's streaming. Why not have a shock talk show host? No, that, Forty-six signatures. Actually, that's pretty fucking funny. I mean, it's you know, hilarious. There are people in that building that just don't like each other, and well, there's no way I, he's the only one that I've, ever thought he was numb nuts. You, I, I've heard from multiple people that. I think a lot of people felt he was old numb nuts. And numb nuts, is he that you? Doesn't seem to be well regarded. I haven't heard that much inside, but I just got—I had a feeling when, when when I heard Jason said that. I seriously wanted to laugh out loud five minutes ago because <laughs> it just sounded okay, perfect. But, all right, in all seriousness, there's got to be more to it than just saying uh, since I since old numb nuts left. It's got to be more <laughs> than that. He got Jason fired, and he's not even there. There's no, it, there's got to be more more to the story. Man. Car, car. <laughs> Stupid. Good What's God. the petition at? Car. It's at 46. Oh, Wait, someone new signed it. Car. Must have been Drew. <laughs> One person signed it since like noon when I looked at yeah, it. Yeah, you. Car. That's terrible. 
Should we tweet it out or something? I like how yes. Carol. <laughs> yes, please do. Carol chalks it up too. Cause you had a bad day. You take it one down. I'm on Team Carol. I apologize to Mike too for saying that. I was just trying to <laughs> woo Carol back to, to the get show. One listener back at a time. <laughs> Maybe she'll tell her husband and he'll jump in. <laughs> he's probably already listening. He's gonna later on. He's gonna. God damn it, Carol! Did you talk to the Drew and Mike show today? Yeah, boy. That would, now that'd be funny. All right, the holidays are here. Our studio sponsor, Zod Ford and DealsInTheD.com have the perfect gift for you and all the loved ones on your list. Not only do they have a great selection of new vehicles in stock and ready to go home with you today, but they also have holiday cash, making those deals Arr. the best of the year. But as Santa's no, Santa knows, Zot's jolly inventory won't last long, so the sooner you get there, the better your selection. And when the holidays are gone, so is the once-a-year holiday cash. Or if you decide to custom order your next new Ford, instead of driving one home off the lot, you can lock in your holiday cash plus a $1,000 rebate and 3.9% financing. So go see Santa's Little Elves at Zot Ford and Holly, where they make buying and leasing simple, fun, fast, and easy, and get the gifts that keep on giving the brand-new Ford of your dreams. See details and surf their jolly inventory at dealsinthed.com. And by the way, for all you kids watching at home, Santa just is white. And uh, Legacy Partners, I just got an email from somebody. They saved somebody $1,000 nice. on their insurance. I think they were just doing auto or something. But anyway, I passed that along to Maz. I'm sure he ignored it. Um <laughs> But they also specialize in small business insurance. Yeah. And if you're close to Medicare age, that is something to navigate. And Legacy Partners would love to help you navigate that. No charge. Um, maybe you could just let them quote a few things while you're at it, though. But they'd love to help you. They're independent. They shop all the carriers for your insurance to find you the best deal. And when you get their quote, you might be kind of pissed at your current insurance provider. So call Legacy, 586 and Lady Jane's, yes, it's an award-winning experience. Why they got some mighty attractive stylists? Yeah, sure I do. Can't help noticing when Tom Mazaway is on Woodward Sports, those stylists behind him <laughs> look very, very professional and very well anointed. Um, but anyway, they also are asking you to register for a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to win a down payment for your dream home up to two hundred thousand dollars. So how about that? Have you guys checked in lately and punched? No, I, I need and I, I need to desperately. My hair's getting out of control. Oh yeah, yours right is now. long. I got a fresh oh. fade a couple weeks ago. I go to the Lady Jane's in Washington. Well, the one I'm talking about, where Maz is yeah. in the background, if you would like to gander at Maz's Maz's ass, Ooh. is in Birmingham, <laughs> right downtown. That's a great location. It's an excellent it location. Yeah, good shopping around there. Lady Jane's is open seven days a week. Walk in anytime. It's always wicked awesome at Lady Jane's. And whenever you want, uh, the old Jason Carr thing reminded me. I, I got to show you something from the nine at ten. Oh, whenever, whenever you want, I have it queued up. So. Okay, how about how long is it? Uh, it's a it's a good five minutes we could spend on it. Maybe oh, okay. five ten. Five five or ten minutes of audio itself. You mean from? Oh, the, the audio two. itself, maybe two or three. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. it's not that long. Money. Um, I was uh, excited this morning. I saw this story, and I thought, wow, that is the most. <coughs> incredible headline I have ever seen for an entertainment story. It is maybe the loosest connection to fame I've ever seen on the one hand, and then <laughs> the news itself is uh, I'd say a little dubious. Let me see. Headline of the day. Here it is. That's how big it is. <laughs> Listen to this. Kylie Jenner's ex-friend, Jordan Woods, 
flashes under boob in a skin-tight blue dress at the Avatar premiere. <laughs> what? Okay. All right, that makes sense. I got it. That makes total sense. Kylie Jenner's ex-friend is that her? Is that her bio for the rest of her life? Yeah, that's. We remember her. She's the one that allegedly nailed her boyfriend. Right. Yeah, Tristan Thompson. No, that was Chloe's. Oh, oh boy, Chloe's yeah, you're baby right. daddy. You're right. Yeah. You know, it's Why funny. don't they just say, hey, here's some fucking underboob? Shouldn't that be the head shouldn't that be the headline? Because that's really I, what it is. I guess they want to connect the underboob to Kylie Jenner, assuming that any friend well, of Kylie Jenner hey, would have huge tits. I mean, that's got everything in it. It's got Avatar, which is gonna be a huge movie. Right. That's got a uh, Jenner Kardashian, which is gonna get clicks, and it's got underboob. This might be the most important story of the day, Drew. It's pretty brilliant. But Kylie Jenner's ex-friend, so Jordan Woods has never somehow managed to rise above the status of being Kylie Jenner's ex-friend. Name one other thing she's done. Besides, (laughs) She fucked Tristan Thompson. Yeah, okay. Allegedly. It should be a woman who fucked Tristan Thompson. (laughs) (laughs) Why is she at the Avatar premiere? Good question. That's the point. I guess Kylie Jenner's ex-friends all get invited. Well, now, if she the... was still her friend, would they say Kylie Jenner's friend, yes. Jordan Woods? Yeah. A yeah. lot of the no, staff of yeah. the actual yeah. movie, a lot of the staff. This is a three and a half hour movie. Yeah, no thanks. Who the hell is going to watch that? But uh, secondly, I guess even the director, a lot of the staff, they refused to go to the premiere because of COVID concerns. So there was a lot of spare tickets. So let's give one to Kylie Jenner's ex-friend who's flashing under boob. Wow. That, so the news is that she flashed under boob at underboob? the Avatar premiere. <laughs> the, low, the part below the nipple. You no, know, I know. I just wanted to see the picture. That's not that good of an under boob. No, it's not. No. I mean, oh, you get her style, though, for $966. She has great under boob. I mean, she has great boobs and great under boob. Mm-hmm. Um, although, <laughs> notice that this is a story. Oh, she's got some. What are those? I don't know. It looks like there's some uh, sweaty, ingrown hair marks. I thought, that, I, thought was, I thought it was a scar, personally. Did you need to zoom in on that, Brandon? No, it's no. Really the, the, the story did it for me. I, I'm not zoomed in. Okay. So anyway, when I when I read the story this morning, much like Jason Carr, it had two comments. <laughs> so for all the ex friendliness with Kylie Jenner, or all the former friendliness, and the flashing under boob and the Avatar premiere, it wasn't working out very well for comments. And the comments were. Not attractive and 40 pounds overweight. Stop glorifying these hoes. And then the next one was, this lady's a little chunky, isn't she? Oh, come on. She is a big girl. I think she's pretty hot, though, to be honest. She's very hot. Tristan Thomas nailed nailed it. That guy will fuck anything. I think Tristan Thomas's girl who, who, you know, who fucked Thompson or who blew Thompson flashes under boob, that suggests something sexier to me than Kylie Jenner's ex-friend. Kinda, because Tristan Thompson, you got to figure he gets the best. Why not use both of them? Right, right. Well, I think it's because of Tristan Thompson. Well, next time, receptacle and receptacle <laughs> ex best friend, former receptacle of Tristan. It's Thompson. the SEO man. It's the search. People, a lot of people are gonna are gonna Google former sperm bank of Tristan Thompson flashes under <laughs> boob in a skin tight blue dress at the Avatar premiere. <laughs> You even shortened it. It was actually the Avatar The Way of the Water premiere in Los Angeles. There was so many extra buzzwords, but it's SEO. It's people who are going to be Googling Kylie Jenner boobs. This story will pop up. Well, then why not add, and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and Kanye West were not there. (laughs) 
I bet you they probably put those words somewhere in there. Trust me. What if her high school guidance counselor saw her future as Kylie (laughs) Jenner's ex-friend? Or Tristan Thompson. Look, you can go one way. You can be uh, ex-friends with Kylie Jenner, or you can be a receptacle for Tristan Thompson. I don't see another way for you forward. Okay, this is my... Who says women can't have it all? This is my second favorite headline of the day. I don't know why it seemed like there were such funny headlines today. Maybe I just actually paid attention, but... Jessica Chastain dropped out of high school. Family didn't notice. (laughs) What? What the fuck? How did that just suddenly come out? Isn't she like 40? Yeah, she probably told that stupid story in an interview. Let me guess, she has a movie coming out. Okay, so I'm reading the story, and uh, yeah, no one noticed I dropped out of high school. Jessica Chastain says her family was too consumed with her drug addict sister who died by suicide to pay attention. Well, you find out that... Her sister, who died by suicide, died by suicide when Jessica Chastain was in her 20s. Really? Yeah, so... That's weird. Is that why they didn't notice? And then they said... um, (laughs) Jessica Chastain even said in the story, there wasn't even a conversation. Uh, Are we going to your graduation or what? (laughs) And I thought, well, maybe they knew you weren't in school, so they didn't want to embarrass you by saying, are we going to your graduation? Maybe that's their way of not embarrassing her. They knew. So they really did know. By Maybe. the way, um, I just decided to do a new search on the word underboob to see how it pops up in other <laughs> headlines. Would you like to hear some other headlines? Sure. My worst moment. Adina Menzel in an exposed underboob. Uh-huh. That's really your, That's worst, your worst moment. your worst moment? <laughs> and then Kylie Jenner's ex-friend Jordan Woods, the one we just talked about. Emily Ratajkowski performed a TikTok dance in an underboob-bearing crop top. Underboob-bearing. <laughs> That's uh, from InStyle. Donna Dierko flaunts her killer abs. And underboob. That's from Women's Health. Pink has epic abs and a pink of underboob in a bustier. Would you rather see overboob or underboob? Because underboob is not either. doing it for me. Yeah, I'll take any boob. I'd like to see whole boob. I like side boob. <laughs> I mean, a good side boob shot's excellent. I would prefer that to underboob by a mile, because then you might, some nipple creeps in occasionally. Um, here's the other thing about Jessica Chastain, <laughs> is that, you know, in reading this story, which I, I must admit the main reason I read the story was because this ridiculous headline, Jessica Chastain dropped out of high school, family didn't notice, was that she... She went to performing arts school in California, and then due to this Robin Williams scholarship, she got a scholarship at Juilliard. So, I mean, it sounds to me like there was some somebody had some resources somewhere. I think she did just fine anyway. So who cares? Yeah, if she went to school or didn't seems a little dramatic. Except for her family. <laughs> um, her mom was sixteen when she was born. By the way, just saying. But not, neither here nor what there. What are you saying? Oh, her mom got she knocked up. Been she, on, her mom got knocked up in fifteen. Is what I'm saying. That she should have been on MTV sixteen and pregnant. <laughs> yeah, that would have been cool. That'd be a great celebrity episode. sixteen and pregnant. Wow. All right, so we have an exciting show today because uh, Charlie Langdon is basking in the glow of his Mayor Fouts Grinch uh, defaced poster. <laughs> Story which he killed yesterday. And Schroeds was awesome. Schroeds was in the comments for our show saying he broke his silence. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he was he was excellent. Um, and one thing we didn't mention in the video because people couldn't see it. So not only was uh, Fauci holding the picture, you know, the meme with him as the Grinch, but he did it like this where he brought it up from the bottom, yeah, on, on the screen. And I'm like, I wonder if that was Langdon's like. 
Hey, why don't you just uh, bring it up? Like, scroll it up. Oh, of course it was. Well, we'll have a chance to ask Charlie because he is a really good good piece. I want him to bask in the glow. That was a phenomenal story. And to think that what I'd really like to know from Charlie is, hey, I wonder what he knows about Jason Carr. Um, <laughs> oh, he can't really, yeah, because Jason's wife works at two, so yeah. put him on the spot. No one's going to say anything publicly. Well, uh, Carl is here, and we'll get to that in a second. But first, if you're facing a big financial decision, like buying a new home, a new car, or cosmetic surgery with Dr. Roche, it's important to know how this decision could affect your current and future financial goals. Luke Nowacki and his team at MFC Pinnacle Wealth Strategies can help you plan for all your financial goals, both today and into the future. You should have a plan of some kind. Call Luke at 248-663-4748. For a complimentary consultation to see if your plan aligns with your goals or just maybe to have a plan, it's better late than never. Security Investment Advisory Services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated. Remember, FINRAS at PC, Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated. Separately owned other entities and Morgan Marcus and Products Services here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated. And, oh, it's Dr. Yaldo. Yeah. It's getting you that dreaded New Year's resolution time when you admit you're overweight, out of shape, need to renew the damn gym membership. You might also decide to do what you've thought about and haven't done, and that's to finally get rid of your glasses, contacts, or reading glasses and enjoy looking at your new physique with crystal clear vision without any of those annoying and outdated technologies, as Eli calls them. Call the Aldo Eye Center, as hundreds of your fellow podcast listeners have, and enjoy the lifestyle boost of crisp vision 24-7. Custom LASIK and multifocal implants for people 45 and older are quick and painless, and they solve the vision issues that glasses and contacts can only cover up. So if you have a flex or health savings account with money left over, you need to spend it anyway. So you might want to call for an evaluation ASAP, and also you can save $1,500 on custom LASIK if you mention the show. 1-800-398-EYES, 1-800-398-EYES, or go to Yaldo Eye Center. And Carl's brought to you by Hall Financial. Holiday season, debt consolidation. Yes, people can need money for the holidays or after the holidays to pay for the holidays. And credit card rates are at their highest since 1996. So it might be a good idea to do a refi uh, if you do need some cash. It's a great way to help put you and your family in a better short-term financial situation this holiday season. So 866-CALL-HALL or go to our webpage and click the Hall Financial banner. For five-star service, just for Drew and Mike listeners, and Carl, how you doing? I am excellent. Welcome back, guys. Missed you last week. Yeah, it's been a while. That's right. It has. Um, I've been keeping up with uh, everything going on over there. Stuttering John, though, I mean, it's so weird having him out of the mix. Yeah. You know what? It's been refreshing for me, you know, to shift gears a little bit and get away from the Stuttering John drama because it was becoming such a big part of the show yeah. for a while. I think he's going to be back, though, in January. I think he'll be back with a, a new show. So, No, there's no way he's done. Although, Chad Zumach, now, how's the response to Chad Zumach? Is that filling the void for people? <laughs> or are people disappointed in Chad? Do I they didn't want him to be Chad to be the next Stuttering John. He just he got on our radar, and he is really spiraling right now. And I agree. It is a sight to behold. Like People are sending me so much information <laughs> on him and content, videos, I can't even keep up with it. I, I have to do eight shows a week to keep up with what Chad's meltdown right now. Where is he melting down? So what's happening is this guy, Aaron Imholt, Steel Toe Morning Show out okay. of Minnesota. I'm not familiar with that show, by the way. Is that a radio show? It was. It was a morning okay. show, and now they're doing a YouTube thing. Got it. And so Aaron and his wife, April, do this show, and they spend probably 20 to 30 minutes a week talking about Chad Zumach. <laughs> 
All right. And they, they do uh, they do shows every day, multiple shows a day, morning show, evening show. So it's not like they're devoting their whole show to it. Okay. How, how, did, enough. how did that start, though? I mean, how does someone start talking about Chad Zumach for 20 minutes a week on your show? Well, I think maybe um, it was because of who are these podcasts that they realized <laughs> okay. Okay. what this guy's up to. <laughs> so Chad is not taking this well because Chad tries to play the I don't care card. And right. then he does things that show he cares way too much. So it kind of ruins his whole argument. And what he's been doing over the last like five or six days <laughs> is he's finding images of Aaron's ex-wife with her new husband and Aaron's kids and posting them all over social media saying that he's going to raise these kids because he's a better father. And he's talking about how he wants to bang his current wife, April. Like it's getting really weird. And oh yeah, I did hear a clip where he said, Hey, I'm going to nail you in 2023. How creepy is that? Oh God. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I felt like the Sutter and John response, there was something always fun and just stupid fun about it. Chad, I sensed the spiraling, and I did feel like we only was demanding to appear at that comedy club. Yeah. That was weird. That was like, what are you doing? Nobody wants well, you there. Maybe your memory is that it was all fun and games, but Suttery John has threatened violence against me. Really? He was threatening lawsuits. He also is spiraling out of control. Like, this has been a fun ride. You know, you look back <laughs> and you go, oh, it's, not, it's just been fun and games. But no, there's been moments with that guy, too. But Chad's Trust only me. been, I mean, what's it been, a month? Yeah, but it's been a short yeah. time. I, I don't know. I I think he's scarier. I really do. No, but, I agree with you. His criminal record is is something to not mess with. So no, I I'm with you on that. He also did the same thing that John did a couple of years ago, where he looked up flights from Tampa to Rochester because we're doing the DabbleCon in Rochester February third and fourth. WTPLive.com for tickets. And so Chad decided to go ahead and post a screen capture of his flight from Tampa to Rochester, except for. He hadn't confirmed the purchase yet. <laughs> it's like, who, who are you scaring? And I went on my show. I go, Chad, come to DabbleCon. We're not afraid of you. Come on down and hang out. It's going to be a fun time. Don't these people responding realize there's a whole Dabblerverse examining every piece of every document? You're not going to get away with that. Well, yeah, exactly. I, and also, just this idea that he's going to intimidate us. Like, I better stop talking about Chad. He's threatening to come to Rochester, New York. Oh, no. That's where I live. To give us live content. Well, there's only like f- f- 17 people he's threatened who will all be there. I mean, Chad right, is going to take yeah, on the yeah. whole club. Well, that was the funny thing, too, is that on his show recently, he called the comedy club. I was just there this past week and I was talking to them about it. He called the comedy club to find out how many tickets were still available because he's going, they're actually like, this is such a big show. I bet it's not even sold out. I'm going to call them right now and see if it's sold out. It's like, Chad, it's not sold out yet. It might be eventually. It's not. But you have to keep in mind, however many tickets we sell, almost everyone in that room hates your guts. (laughs) Whether it's a dozen or 300, it's not good. He wants more more people to hate his guts. He wants it to be sold out. I know. You you can only find 200 people who hate me? What's wrong with you? How is the uh, the Dabbler vs. Event selling? How's it doing? Is it coming along nicely? It is coming along nicely. Yeah, I've been getting uh, updates from people. The, uh, The VIP tickets where you get every event over the weekend, those are the ones that are really selling quickly. Okay. Um, and, and we have limited numbers of those. Hmm. So those are the ones people want to look at. But if you go to WTPLive.com, you can see what all the different events are and the different ticket prices and options available. You know, I heard about this. He was going to, let's see, he's going to tell the whole story about the credit cards, which everyone's made fun of for years, as he said. He sounded very butthurt, by the way, as much as he <laughs> <Yes>. doesn't care. <laughs> And and then he goes on to tell the whole story, virtually the whole story, how he has to pay this lawyer fifteen grand, but uh, they just got a guy in a Washington hat and glasses. So uh, what's the big deal? I mean, 
it's either him or it's not. And I it seems to me posted a YouTube video of us breaking that whole thing down. Oh, did you? Where, yeah, yeah. It's his because he put it on a Patreon only where he explains his side of the story. You paid thirty he, bucks for his Patreon? Somebody did. <laughs> <laughs> not me. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, I'm, people just send me shit. I get so much stuff. I'm like, I can't even go through it all. Chad goes on these live streams on like Instagram and shit, and people just start filming, like recording it on their phones, and they send it to me. It's I have too much stuff to cover. It's well, crazy. I thought it was first of all, it was so weird. Yeah, uh, I'm charging thirty bucks on my Patreon if you want to hear the story about the credit card thing. And then the story, it seems to me, if he's paying an attorney fifteen thousand dollars to quote unquote beat the rap, it's him. I mean, so it this, sounds this like funny. him. This is funny, Drew. So just the, the recap real quick is that Chad says that he is innocent, but he had to take the plea deal because he couldn't afford going to trial. So that's his big thing that he says. But that doesn't so, happen to people like him that didn't were nowhere near the scene. It seems to me there has to be there has got to be some evidence. Did he cover correct. that? So what I said was if I get accused or if I get arrested for something that I didn't do, I am fighting that. There's no way yeah. I'm taking a plea deal yeah. for no. something I didn't do. <laughs> so uh, an attorney reached out to me. I got an email this morning. He goes, Carl, you're an idiot. You don't know anything about the law. I, I have guys who have to take plea deals all the time for things that they didn't do. There was a guy hey, who, had, who spent six months in prison because he would have had to do 15 if he was found guilty, even though he didn't do it. I wrote him back. I go, you're the world's worst attorney. If you came to me and said, I know you didn't do it, but you still have to take this deal. Yeah. I'd be like, you're fired. Yeah. I was. Someone who could, you can't go to court when well, I didn't do it and prove I didn't do it. Come on, that's your job. That's yeah, your fucking job. How much can it cost to adjudicate a guy stealing a few credit cards? That cost, that's a $100,000 case or something? Get out of here. That can't be Chad, a big deal. Chad said it was going to cost him $20,000, which I don't know what that means. If that's his attorney fee or if that's the fine, fine that he yeah. thought he was going to get. I, I don't know. But it just seems insane to me that you could get a public defender. If, if they just plucked you, if they just plucked you out of the sky and said you did it, I'd find the twenty grand because I would say I cannot live with that. But then again, if you had his record, maybe you could live with that. <laughs> so true. I, I think my point is that he definitely did it. Yeah, that was the funny <laughs> no. thing too. He goes, he goes. There's no way they can prove it because the video they have of the guy using the credit card in the store is a guy wearing a mask with dark glasses on and a baseball cap on. That could be anybody. Yeah, he but never if that said guy it. is it wasn't him. Me. If that guy's him, it's different, though. If he's the guy <laughs> yeah. wearing that hat and glasses, then come yes. on. Correct, exactly. And he, doesn't really so. say, he never really said that from what I heard. He doesn't say, I was nowhere near that place. He just seems to be adjudicating the case. Or did he say it absolutely isn't him under any circumstances? He never said that. And you know what else is funny? That's I got him. from a police officer in New York that I'm friendly with, and he wrote me and he goes, I am familiar with these cases where they have the footage and they're wearing the mask and the hat and you can't tell who it is. The problem is there's so many cameras everywhere that you find the guy with the same outfit having a beer at the bar <laughs> or walking down the sidewalk later. They have their, their mask off and they're they like, oh, it's the same guy. We have the footage. Hey, that's the same guy with a mask off yelling, I don't care. It's got to be him. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so I was kind of excited because Gallagher is a part of who are these podcasts today. And I love I know. your Gallagher I know you episode. Love the episode with Polly Shore is absolutely killer because Polly is so not paying attention. I mean, it, it was one of those celebrity shows that I've complained about forever before I found who these podcasts like he's the worst host. And then Gallagher is just so funny just being Gallagher. But now this is Gallagher on Mark Marin. That's weird. Before we go there, because um, I'm going to set this up, I actually have a theme going today. 
So I want to start with, I have a few clips from a recent episode of Club Random with Bill Maher. Now, you know, on WTP, we recently reviewed Club Random. And I think myself, Croge, I think you as well, Drew, are fans of Bill Maher. We yeah, like, I like him. Bill. We think he's funny. Sure, he's very funny. He, he, can be a, he can be a prick, but whatever. Well, this show that he does, this real low effort show where yeah. he just smokes weed and drinks <laughs> and hangs out at his house with his guests and has like rambling conversations. Yep. No, no one can remember what they're talking about half the time. <laughs> <laughs> Chevy Chase on there was so funny. He's like, so you have a new movie coming out with Dan Aykroyd, right? He's like, what? What are you talking I about? Do. I, do. I thought you were doing that. He goes, oh, yeah, we we're actually just filming in Canada last week. Like, Chevy, what's going on right now? <laughs> Yeah, that was weird. It's it's not nobody seems terribly attentive on the show. I'll say that. <laughs> right. From yeah. what I've seen so far. But it, so I, if you like Bill, I, I think you might enjoy it anyway. I'm sure it's it's doing okay. I've looked at it, I've seen it on the charts. Yeah, it's doing well. So he has Bella Thorne on. And oh, God. they're Yuck. both lighting up blunts or something. So so you're gonna hear that they're they're smoking and Bill Maher comes up with this concept around sex change operations. And he tries to workshop a joke here, and uh, Bella's not having it. This is my track number one, Mark. I mean, I think there's some uh, money to be made in some sort of exchange with everyone switching where, like, you know, if you need a penis, take a penis. If you have a penis, give a penis. You know, like, if people are becoming, like, men to women, they're going to cut off their penis. And then there are women transitioning who are going to need a penis. Uh, I feel like if there was some exchange, uh, maybe Bitcoin could be involved. And you could, you know, no? Oh. I just don't like joking about. Oh, Bella. Um, oh, please. Fuck, Cal! I swear to God, I would say, you know what, just go, because this is going to be a shitty show. I'm going to get somebody yeah. else. If you don't think that's well, funny, that's a measure of someone who should not be a guest. Well, fortunately... Bill tries to explain to her that you need to have a good sense of humor about even things that are maybe serious yes. or maybe you have personal experience. That's why they're jokes. They're, they're jokes. And this is going to be the theme today, Mark, is this okay. idea Great. that somehow jokes equal violence. They oh, do not. Jesus. Okay. It's the furthest thing from that. I've never seen When you look at all the old footage of Hitler from like the. Oh, he was a great joke channel. teller. <laughs> yeah, you don't see a lot of belly laughing in the crowd at the, like those rallies. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. I love Hitler. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, this is track number two. Bill's trying to give some wisdom to Good. Bella. Good. I know oh, that you God. like to, but I. Oh, see, this I don't is where the anxiety. Oh, for fuck's sake. That, what a shame. Um, that is where I'm your anxiety. You don't have to be I, sorry, I, but I'm not sorry either. Funny. And that is where your anxiety comes from. There is nothing <laughs> wrong with joking, nothing wrong about that. It's not everybody is that sensitive. Not everybody needs to be that sensitive. Even the people who are doing that, I don't think, would need to be offended by that. Everybody is so easily offended. You kids, you wake up offended. You should, you should get off Twitter, get off social media, and, and maybe you wouldn't like have this anxiety. This, like, because I don't know if you're really offended or you're just worried that you're going to look offended. Ah, oh, good point. Yeah. Honestly, Drew, I was thinking about this. I don't know if anyone's articulated it that way before, where you have a very anxious generation coming up who are also easily offended and consuming all the media possible mm -hmm. all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's almost no, like they're, they're looking for it. They're looking yes. for ways to have trauma or be offended. I don't know why, though. Yeah, but that's what, that's what Bill's saying right there. He's like, well, 
maybe you want to be offended to show that you're offended by this thing. So then Bella's response by track number three, she lets us know, oh, no, she is offended. By <laughs> no, I'm 100% offended. Like, when, when I think about, you know, someone's trauma and someone, the videos that I have seen that are so, like, so fucking bad. And but you can... when people have to worry about walking on the street, just being themselves, like, that's fucking anxiety. That's why I don't like to, like, joke about it's it because, not what he's you know, about. someone hears it and on a public platform is so bad because you're, like, kind of low-key spreading, like, this, like, oh, ha, 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 ha. And it's, like, it's, it's uh. not funny when your, like, face is being beaten in the floor. <laughs> That's not a joke. I beg to differ. <laughs> right? Face being beaten in the floor isn't a fucking joke, but the idea of swapping dicks is so insanely not even a thing. That's why it's a fucking yeah. joke. I couldn't help thinking there couldn't, there must be something medically helpful of matching people. I mean, is there something, anything? Yeah, I'm, I mean, sure, I'm sure you thought that. <laughs> Guys, I'm on the dick waiting list, so this is not a laughing matter to me. Trying to swap out for oh, a bigger want, one? Carl wants two? Well, that, that's the thing. I mean, if you're at the top of that waiting list, can you go, no, that's too small. No, that's too small. No, that's too small. <laughs> I mean, Carl, we, did you stay at the top? They're over. They're I, overstocked in small penises. And oh, they have of course Very, they are. very few inventory Carl, in the large we, ones. We interviewed a guy with two penises. Double dong, dude. Uh -huh. And having interviewed people who say they have the biggest penises, like Jonah Falcon, you realize that Jonah is his penis. Right. I mean, that is what he is and all that he is. Well, it turns out that when you have two big penises, you are just two big penises. Because that guy, <laughs> all he talks about is his dick and his prostate, nothing else. His yeah. whole... His yeah. old Twitter. All of his pictures are of his two dongs and his overlarged prostate, which is incredibly disgusting to look it's at. It's gross. But check out Diphalic Dude on Twitter if you want to see it yourself. Was uh, Diphalic Dude on Twitter? I, that's his name. Yeah, that's what he goes by. Was that your last clip of Bill Maher? Better yet, no, don't. No, no, I have a couple more. Okay, okay, go ahead. Tell me when you're done. because I Well, I'll just tell you what I want. I'm dying to rehear the clip you played on Who Are These Socials, and I know you don't mind promoting Who Are These Socials, of yeah. the, uh, I believe it's an Asian woman who was so offended that her white friend was bringing another white friend without asking permission to bring another yes. white person. Yeah, the first clip we played, so I have a new show with Blind Mike Geary from the Kirk Minahan show called Who Are These Socials? Right now it's on the Who Are These Podcast feed. Eventually we'll have it on a separate feed. But we played a clip where it was from TikTok, of course, and this woman who, I'm not even sure what her race was. I, I think she's Asian. I think she so. was saying. Not yeah, white. No, she's she was dark. <laughs> but anyway, she, yeah. she was saying that um, she thinks that you should have to ask permission to bring a white friend along with you because there might be people in your group who don't want to hang out with white people that day. And it, it's, it's a pain in the ass to have to deal with that white guy I mean, energy. I mean, <laughs> so you really need permission ahead of time. Talk about prejudging somebody based on the color of their skin. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, it, it comes down to this, Mark. Everybody just wants segregation, whether you're a white supremacist <laughs> or you're woke. Yeah, it's kind of a biological thing, yeah. People, people like to be around their own kind. <laughs> it's great. Well, anyway, if, you, the way, if I, you can play it after you're done with Mar, that's all I was hoping. Or if you can play it now, I thought the clip was hysterical. I wanted to, to piggyback off of Mar's joke. I, was Bella Thorne, was she really upset from this episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm? Can you, can you donate... Uh, a penis to a, a person who's transitioning? <laughs> Could a white transitioner get a black penis? I mean, that's just funny. I don't, she, I don't was, care. she was almost crying there, wasn't she? She was. Yeah. That's, I, I just that totally just crying. blows my mind. That's right, too I'll, weird. I'll send you the link. Can I send it okay. to you guys in this chat right here? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, that should work. Cool. All Thanks, right. Carl. There it is. I just sent it to you, buddy. I probably made way um, too much of it. Before we do that, though, let me um, let me just hit these other ones real quick from uh, from Club Random. So this is this is my issue. Like when they had the whole protest at Netflix over Dave Chappelle, this idea <sighs> that comedy equals violence is so insane. Jim Norton has done brilliant rants about this. It's like there's never been that connection in, in the history of the world where you're like, oh, that's a funny joke about a lesbian. Let's go beat the shit out of him now. Like, that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. So now uh, this, where am I at? Track four, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. This, this is Bill Maher explaining that, oh, well, yeah, you could, yeah, you could always find something sad to connect to something, but you shouldn't. And like, you, you, know, can connect, you can connect like, any like bad that, thing like. with any other bad thing. Of course, I there could, are a lot of bad things. You know what? This is Mel one Brooks did a movie I called really The Producers, and he had a song in it called Springtime for Hitler. About. If I really tried, I could probably connect Hitler with something sad. But we don't, because that's not how we live. That's not how we can live. Because everything can be connected. Everything can everything can be connected to something sad. And then you'll be sad all your life. And that's why you are sad. And you don't have to be sad. Not everything has to be said. Not everything is sad. Everything could be said. We choose whether to make it sad or not. Okay, I want to say this. I'm finding that Gen Z, and of course you can't lump everyone all together, but I'm finding if I had to come up a name with them, I think it would be the know-it-all generation because she in typical form is getting some pretty good advice from somebody yep. who's a lot older than her, who's in the same kind of business, and she absolutely is certain she's right. Yeah, she writes it off right away. She's 100% sure she's right. You hear her saying in that clip, you hear, I don't even want to have this conversation. She's just like, I'm yep. done. And then you can hear her flicking the lighter because she's taking more pokes she's off that She's so bowl. sure of herself, though. I don't ever, Carl, when you were 20, what's she, 22, were you ever that sure of yourself to tell a seven-year-old, oh, fuck yourself. You don't know what you're talking about. And so like dismissive, that? too. Like you, you have a guy named uh, Bill Maher who's sitting next to you. This guy's been in television for 35 years. Very successful, comedian, witty guy. And he's telling you, by the way, you should have a good sense of humor. It makes life better. And you're like, go fuck yourself. I got this figured out, asshole. Yeah, how much do you make on OnlyFans every day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we used to measure by how much you could bench. Like, that was really the measure of a male who was 15 years old. It seems like with these people, it's how many followers they have on Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is. That's that's really how smart they are. Yeah, well, that, that's how I measure myself, not the bench pressing thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> not with that. All right, so then. Well, up your game. Bella goes on to say that, you know, because her father has passed, that she's okay with making dead dad jokes because that's how she deals with her trauma. And so, you know, Bill at first is like, well, right, that's the whole that's thing. The you want to own it. You want to take control of it. But Bill misinterprets what she's saying. He thinks that she has like a bunch of like dead dad jokes. <laughs> so he wants to hear. He wants to hear the jokes that. Yeah, this is my track five. This is my last track. But at some point. Oh wait, you said it's track five. Yeah. I think when it comes to your own drama, like oh, you know, like I I'm, I make dead dad jokes. Make some people who know me very well super uncomfortable sometimes. Well, what like, could uh, be more sensitive you know, than that? It's but like to, for your own trauma, like you, you, you know, it's <laughs> I don't know. I I just but that's your own trauma, and you're okay with joking. You just said. It's, do I think it's really funny if someone's joking about raping a girl? Give me a, a dead dad joke. Though. I don't. Mm. I don't think that one's really funny. 
Um, that one's not so funny, and that's another trauma well, of mine. You know, it's like it depends on. Only one of us is a comedian, so I'm going to have to pull rank on that. But give me a dead dad joke. That's a great line. Tell me a dead joke. Tell me a dead dead joke. I mean, I kind of was just just piggybacking his point there to tell me a dead dad joke. You know, I realize how hot she is, but can you imagine the misery of refracting with that woman after sex? Oh, my God. Because, I mean, she's very desirable, but I'm sorry. That's about as far as it goes. It would be just hideous to refract with her. I find her to be a turnoff in every single way, Drew. I I, I think she's pretty hot looking. I don't know. But I've heard, unfortunately, I've heard her speak enough. That was that's the worst <laughs> yeah. I've ever heard, to be honest. So that was a, an interesting back and forth they had. Yikes! And I don't th- I don't think Bella learned anything from that uh, <laughs> conversation. But Bella comes to this generation where they have to question whether they can let white people hang around with them, because that could also be traumatic. Obviously, Here, brilliant. Here's the clip. Controversial opinion, but if you have a token white and you're hanging out with your friend group of color. You need to ask permission from everybody in the group to bring your white friend. Like, don't just bring them. Ask for explicit permission from everyone. Because just because you're comfortable with them doesn't mean that everybody's comfortable with them. I might not be in the mood to deal with white shenanigans that day. That's that's all I'm saying. And another thing, it feeds into their ego. Like, don't don't let them think they're a good white person. Don't don't give them that card to use against other people. Please don't do that. Or maybe they're just somebody's <laughs> white friend. Shenanigans. Oh, fuck. Can somebody explain? It? As a white person, I feel like an idiot. I don't know what white shenanigans just are. Just switch that out with any race, and you are canceled. Of course. You're oh my token. god! Are you talking about Weezer songs again? I I can't stand these white shenanigans that are going on. <laughs> token Top 10 white Zeppelin songs. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Good point. Your token white friend and. Do you have friend groups of color, by the way? Is that what 20-year-olds have? Friend? Uh, I'm hanging with my friend group of color tonight. Is that a thing? Yeah. Dude, I, I don't know if that's so. real or not. I assume that that's a real video. Oh, oh sure. yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think it is. It's I'm sure insane it is. to me. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like okay. that you have to get express permission from each person, no, too. fuck that. Does it need to be in writing? It reminds me of like South Park where he's getting the permission slips after they have sex that night. You know, uh, <laughs> is, it, is it also like a criminal jury where all 12 of the friends have to say yes? <laughs> yes. Or is it a Unanimous, preponderance? Yeah. Like what if six unanimous. say yes and five say no? Or you know, the other way around? I don't getting know. permission is rules. Court. Yeah, these wait. rules. It could take hours to get permission from that many people. People are busy. Jeez, Meanwhile, uh, it's somebody's friend. You would let your friend vouch for another friend. No, it's their token white friend. Now, if the person's an white asshole, pep, then white after, shenanigans in mind. If the person's just an asshole because they're an asshole after the fact, they still bring that asshole ever again, right? I, I, I want to see that text thread where it's like, "Hey guys, you want to get Italian tonight and then go see that new movie?" Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, can I bring my white friend? Or, I hate Italian. Oh, white friend. There's no way I do that. I don't want to see that movie. Like it's just one more thing we're all arguing about. We'll never get anything going. Well, how about also the fact that it feeds your ego to somehow be dragged along to this friendship group of color? Like, oh, man, I'm, I'm all about myself. I'm in your friend group of color that I don't know anyone from. No, I'm bummed out. I'm like, I don't know any of these people. It has nothing to do with who they are. I just no, don't you know, know I think them. That, you know what I think that is? I think that's the, this person has the I have black friends card that they can play. You don't want to give them that card to play, I think <laughs> yeah. is what she's saying there. Don't yes. even, don't yeah, even you're give right. them the opportunity to say that. Of course, yeah. It's strange to have one black friend and not be constantly talking. Yeah, shine a light on it. Make sure everybody sees and knows, like, I have a black friend. And that's a thing. Because it's weird that a black person is friends with white people. Mm. It's not that weird, but it's... 
It's weird that a black <laughs> I didn't know you had a black friend. That show is the best. <laughs> Timer's All grandmother's right. great drops, I gotta say. So that leads us to this episode of WTF with Mark Marin. He just re-released it because, as you know, about a month ago, Gallagher passed away. And so this is an interview from 2011 on WTF that was behind the paywall, but he decided to re-release it. This is one that did not go well mm. because Mark Marin had some ideas. He read an article or two about Gallagher, and he already decided he already didn't like him because he's a prop comic, hmm. and he has no respect for Gallagher to begin with. But then, for some reason, he also thinks that Gallagher is this far-right zealot who's spreading this very far-right, crazy theology to people. Was there anything Wait, to yeah, that? Well, yeah, why was he basing that? I don't, never heard that. Well, I, I will present all of this for okay. you. It starts off, Mark Marin does this preamble um, where he's talking about, I'm going to play you this interview. It didn't go well. Part of it's my fault. Part of it's Gallagher's fault. And, uh, yeah, my, my track number six is, again, he's talking about, and I'm surprised Mark Maron is still saying this in, in 2022, he's talking about the fact that you shouldn't have jokes in your act that can hurt people. Oh, again, God. jokes equal violence to Mark Maron. What? But at some Mark point, if you're doing jokes that hurt people, you know, okay, fine, you could say, well, they're babies, they can't take a joke. Well, maybe they've been taking that joke their entire fucking life, and all they hear it as is pain and attack. Or all they hear it as is, is, you know, you're saying that I'm less than because I am who I am. Hmm? Yeah. I guess I don't know his stand-up very well. I, I thought he was cool, or relatively cool. <laughs> he sounds very uncool. He's very liberal. This is 2011. I mean, this is before the word woke was even being used, being bantied about. So he was way ahead of his time on this one. Can you tell me what is his humor about, since he can't hurt anyone ever? Um, I think he makes fun of white men a lot and conservatives. But I'm a white man, and that hurts. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's not okay. That hurts me. No, that's okay. You're, You're being hurt. a baby. You're not hurt. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you. So it starts off by Mark telling Gallagher how famous he is. He's like, Gallagher. You're one of the most famous comics ever. Everyone knows who you are. And Gallagher is a bitter guy, which is one of the reasons why I enjoyed him with Polly Shore. Exactly. Because he's so bitter, bitter and he can't fuck. figure out why he wasn't more successful in his career. <laughs> so track number seven, this is how Gilgar responds to that. I think everyone knows who you are. I would, I would find it bizarre if someone didn't know who you were. Well, why don't I have my own TV show then? If I'm a well-known comic, shouldn't I have a talk show, a sitcom, well, let me ask you some something. kind of reality <laughs> show? You have had more... Why doesn't my phone ring? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Isn't the answer to that that someone needed to tell Gallagher that it was only going to last through the 80s? And he could have said, because remember they had that conversation about he made three million a year in the '80s, and Paulie just could not do the math at all. But right. if Gallagher had known that, he would have saved a little money, and he might be a happy old comic. Well, Gallagher doesn't think of it that way. Gallagher thinks that for some reason he was shunned by the entertainment industry, undeservingly so. And he actually gets into these conspiracy theories. Oh this is where it gets pretty crazy right here. Oh. They're talking about, because Gallagher goes back to the comedy store before it was the comedy store. He knows all the players. He hung out with Letterman and Leno and all those guys. So they're talking about the famous comedy store strike when the comics said, mm -hmm. no, we need to get paid. The suicide. And, and yeah. Yes. And so he starts talking about, this is a conversation. I guess it happened at Gallagher's house where this, this uh, meeting went down. And Jay Leno did stop by that meeting. Yep. 
Jay Leno came by. Jay Leno. But he was just laughing at us. Jay always said, just take whatever money they'll give you. Yeah, I see. I, I tend to agree with you on that. I, I think working for nothing. For even some if it's reason, bit. Jay Leno and David Letterman knew they were going to have a talk show. Somehow they had an inside track. You think it was an inside track or just focus? And it didn't matter whether they had an act or not. You know, Jay's act it was very forgettable. And he ran around just like Tom Dreesen opening for washed up old singers. <laughs> hey, guys, this goes on. I, I can't pull all the clips, but he literally is thinking that these guys had some kind of inside track to get this talk show. They always knew they were going to have a talk show. Like, he rails on David Letterman. He thinks he sucks. I've never heard someone oh, yeah. call out Jay Leno stand-up before. Yeah. That's the first time I've heard that. He's like, he's, he's a hack. <laughs> Jay Leno stand-up? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> no one likes that. So it's funny because he says, I wouldn't have minded having a talk show myself. These guys got talk shows. I didn't get one. And Mark tries to explain to him that, like, well, you smashed fruit for a living. You don't get talk shows people who smash fruit. The reason why they gave one to Leno and Leno is because they themselves. I would have watched they, they have a personality, yeah. Well, that would have yeah, been his they, whole... I mean, I don't know. Maybe you would watch a talk show where he's just smashing things all I swear to God, I would. I think his voice is so funny. Every time I hear him talk, I laugh. There's something, there's something endearing about Gallagher. I mean, he didn't get there for nothing. No, he I, was agree. There. I agree. I he, agree. He did 14 one-hour specials. He famously did 14 one-hour-long specials on Showtime mostly throughout the 80s and through the mid-90s. That's a lot of material. That's different. Not a lot of people have 14 hours worth of material. Was there fruit smashing in number one and number 14? Probably I mean, was, I would right? be shocked if yeah, there was wasn't. a repeat bit. Yeah, I, I guess I'd be pissed yeah. if he didn't do it. I may have had <laughs> several of those VHS tapes growing up. So I really think it's more like 14 minutes of material and the rest is smashing fruit. It's okay. All right. It worked. Well, well so Gallagher, this is why he's so bitter, because Mark Marin is having the same attitude that you guys are having, and Gallagher's going, no, 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 I came up with great jokes. I wrote huge, long acts. Everyone just remembers me as the sledgematic guy. Right. That was just the one bit that really caught on and everyone wanted to see, but I was really fun. So anyway, no one's listening to Gallagher. They're going, okay, sledgematic, whatever. <laughs> In fact, at the end of the show, Mark Marin comes back on, his epilogue is... Um, don't forget your hammer on the other side is what he said. I'm like, dude, what a, what a dick thing to <laughs> what say. A really shitty We're trying to, to mend some fences. What's that what Springer, like Springer's minute on the Mark Marin show? <laughs> yeah, Springer right. wraps it all up so beautifully. No, but I think that when uh, a guest that he's had on in the past passes away, he re-releases the episode. He always does that whenever a former guest passes away. So, I'm not sure that yeah. I think this is very flattering to Gallagher. It'd be better if he had Ron on. Ron Gallagher. Yeah. His brother. Leo, yes. I don't I remember which one's it's which. Ron, Leo is the actor. Actual gal. You know, has Ron gal. broken his silence yet about Leo's death, or is he just know. out there touring? He's just out touring all the markets now. <laughs> you know, you know the story about his brother, right, Carl? Of course, yeah. Okay. He had to yeah. sue him because yeah. he, he ripped I off his act. He wouldn't stop. <laughs> I see. He originally nothing hired Ron. him to do it. Yeah. He did. Yeah, it was it was Gallagher's idea to do it, and then the brother yeah. got carried away. He's like, "Fuck anybody can do this." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's not so special. Nobody knows the difference. Wouldn't have been great if Ron Gallagher got the talk show. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Drew, if you remember, the funny thing about the Polly Shore episode that we did a few years ago was that Polly was insisting that Gallagher's 
heart troubles and health issues were because he wasn't getting along with his family. And Gallagher was going, no, I eat like shit. I had to change my diet. It has nothing to do with it. It's like, yeah, but don't you think that if you made up with your brother, it's like, no, fuck that guy. I don't care about my family. It's really funny. Yeah, Paulie kept insisting that, well, you should spend the holidays with your family. He's like, no, I'm happy spending it without my family. I hate my family. Love Paulie just like couldn't that. accept it. Insistent that something is some way where you know because it's your thing that it's not. I guess. I don't know. It was a very uh, pointless argument on Paulie's part. But he wouldn't give it up. He was gaslighting him. Maybe. So at this point, Gilger's trying to say that he should have had a talk show. He would have been great at it. Mark's saying, well, you know, you weren't really doing that type of act, so people didn't think you'd be good at that. And this is, he starts making fun of Jay as an interviewer because he's like, well, who knew that Jay or David could interview people based on their act? So this is track nine. But where do you fit interviews in between, you know, dancing around and smashing shit? Well, what did, how did Jay and Dave get <laughs> they good stood, at interviews? They stood still and they wore a suit. Oh, and they're really good at interviews. Jay I, says, you used to I'm not model saying, before you got I, into acting. I, I practiced that. Uh, you used to model I'm before saying, you got into acting. Why can't I have this? I am not defending Jay Leno. I'm just saying that, you know, your career, your your decision in the type of showman you were going to be was different than theirs. No, it wasn't. I got jobs and had to leave town. (laughs) Brandon, can I borrow your Gallagher specials? I want to watch them. I do have them on VHS. I'll have to ask my mom where they're at. Let's get them transferred. Letterman is one of the best interviewers. Letterman's great. I oh, mean, he hates Letterman. Jay, not so much, but Letterman's a good interviewer. I, I'm with Gallagher. Jay was not a good interviewer. No, not at all. Terrible. No, he didn't listen. Not. No, yeah, Jay was, not. Dave was so quick on his feet. Mm-hmm. So he's saying, Gallagher's saying that he didn't get those gigs because his act was so great that he'd go on the road, and those guys just stayed in L.A. at the comedy store every night, and eventually they got picked up to do TV and Dave, stuff like that. You should have stayed in L.A. He was he was too famous, Mark. <laughs> did Gallagher, <laughs> did Gallagher do ever do Carson? Did Carson? I mean, because you know Carson was that yes. launching pad. Yeah, he, he did. did. Okay. He did all that, so, didn't he? He talked about this. He only did Carson when Carson was the host one time because Carson didn't like prop acts, even though Carson was a magician. That's right. That's how he started <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah, that's interesting. So Gallagher said that he used to do uh, Carson show a lot when they were guests, when they when they had comedian guest hosts. Guests, gotcha. uh, hosts yeah. yeah. Probably, probably when it was Dave or Jay. <laughs> <laughs> so this next one, track 10, the setup here is Gilger's complaining that people only came to his shows to watch him smash shit, but he was very clever. The satire was very clever, and the audience didn't understand that. Hmm. And then this is when Mark just brings out something. That I don't know what response he was expecting. This is where it gets interesting. Now we fast forward to where we are now, and yeah. you've got this reputation of being a uh, 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 racist and a, racist. And, a, and a homophobe. You know, there are jokes you do that are a little vicious. Uh, they a lot are vicious. not. Why do you have? A, I've watched these Comedy Central roasts, and I don't. Well, a roast say is a context. Anything. There is a context to that. A now, context. It, and what's my problem? There's no context in a comedy show. No, there is a context. But I'm just saying that when you you attack gay people or you attack um, attack. Yeah. I don't attack them. Yeah, well, you you make fun of them well, in wait a very a aggressive way. Okay, let's way. say I tell a joke about a white middle class man. Does mm-hmm. anybody say why do I not like white middle well, class men? Well, I think that's a, a false. Uh, <laughs> why? Uh, because because it is because the it's homeless... one area of our society is sensitive and can't take a joke. And and what am I making jokes about? Wait. I'm making jokes about people who don't complain. Well, tell me some of your jokes about homosexuals. Just out of curiosity. I don't have any jokes about homosexuals. Uh-huh. I'm on Team Gallagher 100% in this argument. 
Yes. <laughs> the way that Mark comes at him right there. And I had never heard that before. Oh, you know, Gallagher, that racist homophobe. Like, wait, what? Well, I, I don't remember that. Roots. At least explain why you feel that way, Marin. Well, I, Mark I doesn't have one joke to back it up. Well, that's what I mean. Like, what, what is the history or the point of you thinking that? So what happened was know. Mark read an article about Gallagher. Somebody said, I went to the Gallagher show uh, and it was full of homophobic jokes and racist jokes. So Mark doesn't know wrong. what it is, but he, he read that and thinks that that's the case. So then he insists, he's like, tell me some of your homophobic jokes or, or gay jokes or whatever. So Gallagher throws a couple out and track 11, a couple examples here. What does Siegfried have in common with the tiger? They both know what Roy tastes like. Uh-huh. Uh, why don't lesbians lose weight? You can't put Jenny Craig in your mouth with Mary Kay on your face. I mean, they're jokes. But how do you feel about it? It's homosexual? a nightclub. I understand what you're saying. It's a nightclub for your particular audience. Now, if you My were to, audience. Sure. See, what I love about this, I love Gallagher's reactions. Yeah. That that one yeah. where he goes, my audience, yeah. that's audio separated at birth uh, with Jim Mora. Playoffs? Playoffs. My right, audience. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. Your particular audience. Now, if you my were to, audience. Sure. Wow, playoffs. in real time. Well done. I think that's really funny that he implies that these jokes are harmful in some way. And so Gallagher starts telling him, it's like, you guys heard those jokes. Like, whatever. Who would even care about that? This is a funny, real quick little ISO track, number 12. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not attacking now, you. Now, remember? I'm not attacking you. You called him a racist and a homophobe. <laughs> and matter-of-factly, too. He didn't yeah. say like some people are saying. He literally said, so you're a racist and a homophobe. Like, why? what? What do you oh, mean wow. by that? You know, I have to say something. Have you guys listened to Mark Maron's show? No. Uh -uh. I've listened to a couple. He had Mark Mothersbaugh from Devo. Mm -hmm. I love yeah, Devo. Yeah. You probably like Devo, Carl. I love Devo, yeah. And he had somebody else on I was very interested in, and he goes really deep, and it was all love because he loves Devo, too, and, and, and I thought he did a good job. He probably is a staff, but they asked good questions, and it was long. And it was fun to listen to for a fan, but I had this feeling while I was listening to it. I was like... I'm not sure I like Mark Maron. Something just felt a little uptight to me, and now it's coming out in this Gallagher thing, and I'm just like, I'm not liking this guy. I got to tell you, we reviewed WTF years ago on Hurley's podcast, and I picked one where he was interviewing Weird Al Yankovic, who's another guy that I respect immensely. Amen. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Mark had it in his head that Weird Al was a nerd, and he's, he asked the question, like, so why were you weren't popular in high school, right? And Weird Al's like, I was actually very popular. I mean, you're, you're talking about a guy who's clever. He's a musician. Producer. He just right assumed that he was like a nerd or an outcast. He's like, that's not the case at all. Like, yeah, I don't know why he, you're saying that. He plays the role of a nerd. That's uh, Yeah, Mark should know better, though. I, I feel like he looks like. down on other comics or something. I don't know. Yes. All right. So we'll, we'll run through these. These are fun because you can see where this conversation yeah. is going. And you know that Gail is going to storm off at some point. <laughs> so track 13. This is what pisses me off about Mark Marin right here. I did work in Portland recently. Oh, yeah, and who came out? All my fans. It's right, a okay. Nightclub. It's your fans, right? Right. Okay, so it's specific. Well, it has nothing to do with what, what their opinion is about homosexual. You sure? Yeah. You don't think you're feeding a fire of, of intolerance at all? I mean, I'm, I'm just asking. By repeating a joke I heard on the street. Well, I mean, you got to take responsibility. You're saying it. I mean, I understand it's a street joke, but some of those are pretty awful, too. I'm just saying that you're pigeonholing How could a you, group. Uh, uh, Why make fun of them? Uh -huh. Why make fun of them in that way? Why why minimize them and their way of life? Minimize. Sure, sure. You know, well, can I pick on Arabs? Can you? I mean, can I? Well, where, where are you drawing well, the line? Where, where does it come from? 
See, this is Mark, this whole thing. Fueling intolerance. What a pussy thing to say. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, I, I hate that. So now Mark gets into the fact that Gallagher is being associated with right-wing thinking that is destructive. Again, all of this is coming from, I have no, I, I did not know about any of this. I know that Gallagher definitely plays in the middle of the country, but I didn't realize that he was, you know, this political pundit now. He's taking some very large leaps. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, but I don't really, you because know, you're being associated with, about... with, with a type of right-wing thinking that I, is destructive. I'm me? just saying, yeah. Where'd you get your information? I for just this read a couple interview. articles. There's no information. Would you believe it? I'm asking you. I'm what? a comment. <laughs> I got to. There's nothing more fun than when Gallagher gets mad at something. Yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've been on the receiving end of it. <laughs> that's true. That's I called him Ron by accident. Right. Oh, no. oh, yeah, that's right. Oh boy. Ouch. Oh boy. So. In track 15, Gallagher explains he doesn't control what people do. <laughs> and the fact that he has an act that people laugh at is not harming anyone. You think I have the power by telling a joke to rally people. Uh, to laugh. Around. To uh, laugh. You rally people to laugh one, at what? Because they identify laugh. with your prejudice. That's why they're laughing. I get that. I hate fags, too. Is that releasing aggression in a healthy way? Hate. Sure. Uh, there's not hate involved here. We're telling jokes. Oh, there's a lot of hate and jokes. Come on, you're too you you've been this doing this too long. You're you're an, an angry man. You understand uh, uh, victim. I'm not angry. Really? The, you're a guy yeah. that smashes things. Oh Jesus. I mean, Why he is I'm angry, not... but not cuz he smashes things or anything yeah, else. It's part, it's he's angry act, because of because <laughs> of how Mark Marin is painting him. That's well, why he's so angry. So Letterman used to drop bowling balls off the top That's... of the building. Was he angry? No. <laughs> It was fun. It was funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mark Barron is so off base on this one. This whole idea that he's, this is like turning into a Klan rally at a Gallagher show. I've never even heard anyone <laughs> suggest this, but that Mark's going all in on this idea. So this is pretty funny. Track 16. I like how Gallagher comes back with some sarcasm and this is well placed. I'm the problem. Do you think when I'm dead, gays will finally have an opportunity in America? Have I really been holding them down? No, you, you don't. You don't hold down. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. You don't. You don't hold gays down. Well, then you what re- is the problem with no, me? No, no. I don't have any problem with you. I'm just saying that you reaffirm prejudice by okay, making Okay, can fun we of them. tell a Jew joke that they don't want to pay? Why? It's not true. It's not true. Why do people laugh? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, Keller. That's great. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> this is this is something Adam Kroll used to talk about a lot where people are like, oh, stereotypes are just made up. They're not based on any reality. It's like, well, if they weren't, people wouldn't, wouldn't continue be, yeah. to say them. Like nobody says, like, oh, those Germans, they're really terrible drivers. Like, that wouldn't catch on. Oh man. I know so, I'm just grossed is, out by Mark Man. I'm just appalled. It's so appalling. So I mean, this is I, where Gallagher loses me. Because Gallagher's also oh no. a piece of shit. They're both going to lose me? Yeah, track 17 <laughs> is where everyone needs to listen to him. Most but, comedians are terrible. Okay. They should listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> so Gallagher thinks he's the funniest guy ever. Yeah, his ego. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And then uh, this is my last track on here. This is him finally getting fed up and leaving the interview. I, Why did you want me to do this interview if you don't think I know anything about what you're asking me I'm, about? I'm just telling you. I'm done. You're done? I'm done. You're done. I'm done. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, 
Howard Stern and I'm not I was just having a conversation. No, you're not. I have more respect for comedy. You're trying to be controversial. I am not. Yes, you are. You're just arguing with me. I have 30 years of experience. Well, then tell me about comedy. I I, I just think that show business about. is show business. Well, then just why don't you do the interview and tell people your opinion? We were having a good <laughs> conversation. <laughs> oh, come on, Gallagher. Oh, that's great. I got to say I, I really am amused by Fruit Smashing Gallagher, but I like Angry Gallagher, too. I thought he was funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought he Bitter made great points. Combative Gallagher is hilarious. I got to find more interviews Have, that uh, he was a part of. Has anyone, by the way, read what Mark Maron has read? Because I, now I'm determined to Google it. That. As soon as the show ends, I'm going to see if I can find dirt on Gallagher. I always thought he was just, people made fun of him for doing something so simple and making so much money off yeah. it. No, I want to hear these Pop racist God. jokes that Gallagher is saying. Well, his, I think uh, I found the specific article jokes. because there's an article written days before this interview with Mark Marion. Oh. That is, the the headline is, Gallagher is an aging, confused, defensive, slightly bigoted prop comic. Okay, Kusman. that's the New Times out of Phoenix, isn't it? Uh, Miami. 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 So I think it's the same company. Well, he is aging. I would expect that. He is defensive. That, <laughs> I mean, it just depends I, about what. I would expect the kind of a piece out of the New Times. That's a very liberal publication. That's a, it's, isn't it a monthly or a weekly? Super liberal. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it is. So he's dead. <laughs> but uh, anyway, okay, Carl. Uh, anything else we need to do? We are. We're moving on to Charlie uh, Langdon, who did an incredible. He's basking in the glow of some great journalism. <laughs> but uh, I didn't yeah, want to I cut know. you off. I want you to get to, to Charlie. But I, I want to say it's, it's year end. Everyone makes their lists, and I found something when I was looking for celebrity podcast today. I found what I want to nominate as the worst podcast show format ever mm. conceived. Have you guys heard of the left ear? No. All right. Listen to this description. The left ear podcast was launched in 2019 by Dakota Johnson. After she shared a number at the Golden Citizen Festival a year before, she urged women to leave voicemails sharing their stories of assault, abuse, and trauma. Oh, I don't want to hear oh, that. Jesus. It's a podcast that is nothing but voicemails of women talking about Assault, abuse, and trauma. This is from this the is actress before. Dakota Don Johnson yes. with the big yeah yes. crank crank. crank. That's his daughter. Oh God! <laughs> really? Is that the worst idea you've ever heard? Like, oh, it was a long day at work. I think I'm gonna uh, relax with a podcast. <laughs> yeah, nothing like driving home, listening to that after a shitty day at work. Wow. I guess things could be worse. Let me put on this shit podcast. <laughs> so, is that going to be the subject of who are these podcasts this week? <laughs> No, this week we're actually doing, uh, we're recording tomorrow, a show called We're Alive. It's a zombie theater of the mind style show. My original co-host, Kevin, is going to be in studio. He's visiting Rochester for work. So I'm very excited to have him back on because these theater of the mind shows with all the Foley work and the yes, bad acting so are hilarious. There's too many podcasts. All right. Well, Carl, great stuff. And uh, who are these socials? New episode? Yeah, we're doing that Thursday. By the way, who are these socials? You can find it on our YouTube channel, who are these podcasts YouTube channel. We do it every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can watch that live and give us super chats if you want. I mean, I don't know. That's super. Fun. Why not? Super. Are, Why you getting, not? are you getting weary from all this content creation, Carl? It's uh, No, I'm actually getting on a good schedule now. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, yeah. The, the problem was yesterday I went to do the creep off with my buddy Vinny, and I show up there, and he goes, all right, you're ready for the bonus show right after this show, right? Oh. Uh, what? Oh, what? Totally forgot that we agreed to do a bonus show and I was supposed to research all this shit. It's like, oh, my, my bad. So it other happens. than that, though, I'm doing very well with this. All right. Thanks, Carl. Great stuff. Thanks, awesome. Carl. Thanks, guys. Well I'll done. see you next week. Take care. Oh, Gallagher <laughs> is the gift that always gives. He really is. Yeah. I love Gallagher. I can't believe he beat him down that bad. I'll bring in those VHS Based on one tapes. article. 
I mean, was it just one article, Brandon? That's the one that pops up right out of the gate, and it's I, it's it's telling because it's just a few days before that podcast appearance. I, I bet you Marin feels like when it comes to comics, he doesn't need to do hardly any prep because he is a comic. But, you know, if Obama comes in, which Obama, he had Obama on famously, or Mark Mothersbaugh, yeah. he probably digs in deep on Oh, that. he did. Yeah, he did. I, I agree. I, I think he's a he comic did. elitist. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like it. Yeah. Well, um, Charlie Langdon. <laughs> Here he is. Hey, Charlie. How you doing, you guys? Great. Oh, from Carl. This sounds interesting. <laughs> He's a hey, good dude. He, he, we have him on every two weeks. He uh, does Who Are These Podcasts, which examines uh, usually a celebrity or well-known podcast, and he ends up usually not liking it, strangely. That's <laughs> unfortunate. That's usually the outcome. He's jealous. There's a lot of podcasts out there. Wow, that's for sure. <laughs> that's why he's so busy. But know, um, are you on the Fouts beat, per se? You know, I don't know what it is. You know, ironically, I actually grew up in Warren, which it doesn't necessarily matter. But for whatever reason, I mean, I'm talking to seem like I'm talking to the mayor. I'm talking to uh, Commissioner Dwyer, the police commissioner out there. I mean, Warren's a fantastic. Listen, if you want contact, go to Warren. <laughs> I mean, it is fantastic. I got about 10 stories here just on Warren alone. It's fantastic. Um, People are great. Well, the. the it's funny that the the Grinch, the defacing of the Grinch, or as some people would say, the defacing of the Grinch with Fouts' face, Fouts face or yeah. Fouts would say it the other way around. Uh, <laughs> I, it just seems that it was so apparent that city resources were being used to determine who did this. And really, the, the whole thing in the end was, this guy cannot take the, the smallest joke. I mean, the absolute smallest, most basic joke. He can't take it. I mean, they went through the. Did you ask him if uh, how much time they spent going through all the videotape and whatnot? I tell you, I think this was a labor of love. They went through everything. <laughs> they were going to find out. I think they knew who did it. They didn't care how long it takes. You know, budget and the police to forget that. We got to find out who put the picture on the city hall wall. This is a big deal. They had their they had their building department out there. They had their city attorney out there. They had the chief assistant. Listen, this is big time in Warren. That's why I love Warren. <laughs> these these people are they love this stuff, and it's just. It was great. And they actually did have the building commissioner out there, the building inspector and whatever. And, oh, it's just fantastic. And, and Jeff Schroeder, he's yeah. fantastic, too. <laughs> yeah, he was he was great on the podcast yesterday, and he was popping off on social media that he he had broken his silence. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's getting into it. I think the underlining thing on this is that the mayor hates the council. The council hates the mayor. It goes way, way beyond the Grinch. This is not a Grinch story. This is another example of how these two branches of government just cannot see eye to eye. They never will. Now, selfishly, for me, it's, it's interesting. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. They've, they've had eight lawsuits. Eight, eight lawsuits. How many councils have ever had eight lawsuits against the mayor? I mean, I've had eight stories right there. And actually, there's another one going on right now. So it's, it's, it's sad in a way that these presumably elected smart people and they are smart people but they just don't get along they just don't yeah it well, seems very petty can, can you divulge like how did you find out about this is did 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 city council reach out to you did more uh, i mean will you will you say like how you found out you know i think either the mayor called me or i know the building i know everybody warned anyway mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i got tipped off i think it was probably the mayor and he didn't you know i said this is this could be this could be good and i was looking <laughs> Like you guys, look, we're all looking for content, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Absolutely. That's like the name of the game. Okay. So I said, hmm, Mayor Jim Fouts. Okay, already that gets a plus. It's a win. Yeah. Uh, the Grinch. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. Top and the goal. combination of the two, 
I'm good to go. I don't need how much. How much more do I need? All right, I got it. Whose idea was it at the very beginning of the piece to have uh, Mayor Fouts stand there and then slowly pull the meme up? That is Matt Phillips, my photographer. Matt Phillips, a genius. Yeah, Matt Phillips, great, brilliant. Twenty-seven Emmys to his credit, maybe more. (laughs) He should get one for this. And he and the mayor. Listen, the mayor. I I don't know if I feel comfortable doing this. Yes, you do, mayor. It's fantastic. (laughs) It'll be good. We're driving over. There's how are we going to start this thing? I mean, there's no brainer. And we got permission to use the music. That's it. So we had the mayor just standing there, slowly putting it up with the Grinch music. What more do I need? I mean, it's 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 beautiful. Charlie, it's you said you, you got permission to use the music from who? Uh, my producer. I don't know if it's legit, but don't uh, let's edit that part out. I think we can use it. Uh, Ten seconds of help. No, I, I was just curious. Listen, it's the Grinch. If the Grinch sues me, wonder. That's another yeah. story. I'll <laughs> take it. I'll take it. I wouldn't worry too much about that. Too. I'll risk it. I, you know what? What I could not get over after talking to Mr. Schroeder yesterday from uh, Plunkett Cooney, as as Mayor Fouts said the name twice. I was he trying to get the guy fired? It almost sounded like it, didn't it? But anyway, one thing that that he did tell us was we kept making fun of those commercials that would run right into the news or in the middle of the news, almost at the same spot every day of Mayor Fouts talking about the city of Warren. And and I thought, God, I can't believe they budget money for that. And then it turns out they don't. He just decided he was running them anyway to make his own budget. You you can't do that. You know what? Warren is a different country. Uh, they have different rules. Listen, Mayor Fouts, I mean, you guys look at the numbers. What do you get elected, reelected last time? 80 something percent of the vote, maybe 90 percent, whatever it is. The Very people, gonna, he's on the ballot. What did he get? He, well, last time he, he, he last time it was to, down to 54 from 83. So yeah, but last, that was, that was after those, those, odd, those uh, what do you, Adobe Selma Flair, yeah, uh, people who created his voice yeah. in saying these racist things when that came out. His numbers went down, but he's still pretty but popular. Actually, though, there was a court case with those racist uh, tapes in there, and the judge did not allow them into evidence because they were not nobody who did them. Nobody disclosed who actually did them. No one came mm-hmm. forward. They were not authenticated. In the eyes of the law, which really should be, we, should, we have some standards, they never made it in. So Fouts won that one. Mm-hmm. And I... and. And that's old news. He still got reelected after those tapes anyway. So, But Jim Fouts is still a very popular guy in the city of Warren. I mean, people know him. And he's this guy works all the time. And if you call him right now, I don't know if he answered your call, but he might. You never know. <laughs> We've heard from a lot, of, a lot of people who have called the mayor's office, and he's picked up personally. We've spoken with some of his constituents, yeah. and they love him. Yeah. So They love the guy. They, they love him. And, and you know what? That's the sign of a good mayor. I mean, listen, this was a funny story. I think the mayor probably deep down, he wasn't crazy about it, but he kind of liked it. I know Schroeder liked it and some of the city council. But listen, it was just a good holiday story. We had some fun with it and we got great cooperation. I wish Schroeder would have called me, though. You guys did scoop. We got the big scoop on this. <laughs> I, you know, I ran into Schroeder. Did he tell you? No. Oh. So the story aired on Wednesday. On Thursday... I ran into Schroeder. I've known Jeff Schroeder for a while. I said, Jeff, why did you call me? I ran into him, by the way, at a marijuana seminar. Schroeder was at the marijuana seminar. Yes. Yes. This is the inside track here. So I, I was I was moderating it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but anyway, so I ran into the guy. I said, listen. So he was. So listen, pot is a big business and more controversy mm-hmm. and more lawsuits in Warren. 
And so Schroeder, being the city attorney for the council, he wanted to go in there. He wanted to learn about it. Some of the city council members were there. So I talked to him. We had a great we had a great laugh. It was very good. But uh, I wish Schroeder would have done my show. It would have been good. Yeah, no, it would have been. He was a good guest, too. But so are you saying that Marifouts, in the end, he actually had a a partial smile even about the story? I'd say no. I say, I think he was upset that <laughs> Schroeder was the one that did it. And, and uh, but in the end, he thinks he I think he won. Because he now he's got the city attorney pulling up the Grinch picture on City Hall. Yeah. I mean, that shoots his credibility, according to the mayor. He, a may, tape, be, he may have a point. Really? A taped picture on one door? I mean, it was such a nothing little Nobody stunt. would know about it. <laughs> Nobody would know about no, it. They would right. have taken it down and thrown it away. Uh, we never mentioned, though, that, Charlie, you, you did your own great promo on Twitter uh, for that piece where you're holding you're holding up <laughs> the, the Grinch side, but the best part about it, it's like a... 30 second promo and in the back, in the back it's just Fouts just sitting there <laughs> and I, I gotta say he's sitting there quite awkwardly <laughs> he almost looked like a prop it was weird it was uh, you know listen Jim Fouts he loved the man he loves this stuff I yeah. mean he does love this stuff there's a he's, listen he believes he's right the council's wrong nothing gets done he's got a plan for the city council doesn't like it blah 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 and now that he's got this funny thing of the Grinch, in some weird way, I think he likes it. It's more attention. Obviously, they thought enough of him to put his picture on the Grinch and the Grinch on him. Whatever. I think it's fantastic. He, he's Jim, a, Jim, the mayor was great. Is there an origin story for the portrait that is on the wall of the office? That is a portrait, isn't it? <laughs> the oil yes, painting. it is a portrait. It an is. oil painting. I wonder yeah. who paid for that. And what it costs. Oh, oh the city. Know. I'm sure the city did. <laughs> Allegedly. I don't really care. It's probably a gift. There's an expenditure somewhere. I, I mean, Fouts is a really good self-promoter, so I guess that kind of, that painting. But he just he just does seem very uh, power hungry. Well, I got to tell you, everyone knows him. Almost everyone can tell you they met him here. They met him there. They saw him here. He does he get likes, around. He, yeah. he politics in his own weird way. It works. And it sounds like the garbage gets picked up on time. And the city runs pretty well. It must. city does run well. It does run well. And I think a lot of it has to do probably with the mayor. Maybe it's the council. Maybe it's that everything. But whatever. I mean, you got to give some credit to the to the mayor, I think. And I think that's probably why. Listen, they want, he's been there for a long time. He won't tell me how old he is, but he's been there for a long time. And I think he loves the job. Here's a guy who just loves his job. And I think when you, you know, there's a little jealousy in politics, uh, perhaps, and I think especially when you've been there for a while and you do have the popularity that he does have, some people want to change it. Listen, I, you know, there's so many intricacies between the lawsuits, what's merit, what's not. And they're never going to see eye to eye. They're, they're just not. Um, not when I, you did your story, was um, executive administrator Amanda Mika around? Was she doing what she work? Was. She, she was. was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she was. She, she's smart, too. She runs the city. No. She's a good good person. Did oh, yeah, she, she runs the city. Did she have a smile on her face at all? A little bit. I think she did. Bit, okay. Yeah, I think she did. It's the Grinch. Yeah. I mean, it's the Grinch. I know. I, know. I mean, it's not, you know, we're not talking about high-level, uh, you know, foreign policy here. I mean, this is the Grinch and it's Warren. I mean, it's just... It, it's Christmas. Well, Charlie, in uh, in closing, I'll say, because you said you didn't know how old he is. Um, somebody sent me his yearbook picture from the 1960 class of, what what school was it? Uh, was it Harper? What? No. Or Hazel, Park? Hazel Park. Hazel Park. I it was a 1960 class, and he looks pretty much the same <laughs> in 1960. Uh, he's, 
He's and fun. The mayor's fun. Well, he's uh, he's good. I want to get him on a Let It Rip one of these days. Oh, but, yeah. uh, oh I'd love to see that. He won't do it. <laughs> Please let he, me he know. He won't do it. Um, I Charlie, want to put him up against Schroeder. I think it'd be great, but he won't. Oh, that would be fun. Huh. Well, Charlie, listen, it was a great story. We had a ball watching it, and we got a great story ourselves out of it with uh, with Schroeder when he came on. So um, it just turned into a big pile of fun, and uh, we thank you for uh, your great work over there, as always. Well, thank you. You guys are great. Love it. Love it. Call me anytime. Now you I'm going to go it. back. I'm done. <laughs> He's got his wine. <laughs> I love him. Have a drink, Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. <laughs> See you. All right. That's so great. Charlie Langdon. I was uh, listening to it uh, when I was driving downtown to WWJ, and Charlie was doing a story, and he was very excited about the new lights on Comerica Park. Because they were both oh, the dropping LED him with that. Like huh? Oh, they were they had him flying last yeah, night. Yeah, but huh? it was Charlie's energy. Like, I'm like, how can this guy be so excited about new lights being put in Comerica Park? I thought well, that was great. He's like uh, Fouts. He enjoys his job. I mean, it was kind of cool. They did have a helicopter. I don't know. Oh, boy. Okay, so let's see. Where were we when Carl called in? I've almost forgotten. Well, I still have uh, live, or not live in the D, uh, the 9 from 10, 10 o'clock on the 9. Oh, okay, yeah. If you want to go, yeah. you yeah, go in not? that direction. Sure. Um, because they got in a spirited discussion about... Harry and Megan. Oh, boy. Because the new uh, trailer, I guess, dropped for the next three parts or something. Yeah. I don't even understand. But I know this is going to get weird because somebody in the nine is going to like Megan. So I, my <laughs> prediction is that's where it's going to get interesting. And what you have is you have Dina, and then you have Mary Lou, and then you have Ryan Romani. And I got to say, I think Ryan was holding back his true feelings well, sometimes about the Harry I, and Megan Sometimes I think you have to do that to survive hey, in a different certain audience. room. Different or audience. you got to read the audience. I mean, you don't want to have a take that the audience absolutely despises if it's not that important. And frankly, it's not that important, but I'm still curious to see. There it is, Brandon, if you want to. Mm. of uh, conflict. I don't love it. I love a documentary. I love a real a Ken Burns documentary where experts are interviewed Boring. about a topic. Um, this to me feels like a vanity project at it this is. point. Uh, really? Yeah. yeah. It's. I mean, they're, they they are such a beautiful couple, beautiful family, beautiful pictures, and <laughs> it's just it them Dina. talking. It's like the uh, Oprah interview. Yeah, at least that's Dina. how I felt. Yeah. It's just them. It's not. A, I wouldn't call it a documentary. Is this just, Don't you want Dina? I mean, uh, translation I, there. Tell her like it is, Dina. The translation she is. She doesn't like it. It's fucking garbage. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't like these two people, but she can't do it because the audience of the nine is very just different. way too much Dina. Like, for some reason, I just don't know where this audience is that loves these two people. I don't get it. I don't know. I, I sense a lot of people I, I don't think it exists. feel the same way that, well, they have their... I think I don't the amount think of people that hate them is so exceeding the number of people that love oh, them by a mile. So let's see. Let's see if Ryan uh, their perspective on their lives, like a biography of their love yeah. story. Well, I'm like only a, through one episode. <laughs> I'm through it. one episode, and the first episode is their romance together. Yes, mm -hmm. I don't think I'm giving anything away, which is really beautiful. Mm -hmm. yes. uh, which well, is really yeah. beautiful. So I, you, you haven't really gotten in, into the meat of anything him. anymore. You know, the the hard part for me is we all choose things. You know, like uh, George Clooney chose to be an actor. You know when you choose to be a movie star, a big movie star, you're gonna lose certain freedoms. You can't go to the grocery store without somebody snapping a picture of you and, and uh, wanting an autograph or a picture. So those are just things you lose. When you think you he's holding back because he wants to tell him to shut like the fuck Harry. up? You know, you lose that privacy. You, ahead, you know who you are. When you marry into the royal family. <laughs> You know you're not going to be able to go to the the, the little uh, 
pub across the street and uh, have a drink without somebody snapping a photo at you. Like we choose these things. Yeah. So it's hard to say, you know, I don't want it anymore, but that's what they He's said. He's particularly sensitive to what happened to his mother. Yeah, yeah. That, that part I was documented the as well. Diana stuff was, yeah. uh -oh. for me, the most revealing. I, I mean, I was very young when, when she died and don't have a huge, like, attachment, you know, mm -hmm. to her or, or it. Yeah. I know Neither a lot of people Harry. do. Um, but no. seeing just how young he was, as we've seen, and just he, he goes to Africa because he starts to become bad boy Harry, as they call him. Megan is talking, and maybe this is episode two. I don't know if you've gotten here yet. I, don't, I thought it was the first one, though. She's talking about not having been treated as a black woman um, in America because she's more fair-skinned. Um, her dad is white, mom is black, and she's riding in the car, talks about um, her mom, you know, cut someone off in traffic, and the lady yells the N-word out, and that was her first experience, and then you juxtapose that But I thought her first experience the was at the Royals. That they start showing um, Maybe from, her mom did it in England. from London. What's where that? They her mom cut someone off in England. Maybe, Maybe that's when she realized it. I don't know. I don't know. I, did you think Ryan was holding back? Do you think he oh, was yeah. a, a fan of it? I do. Yeah. I, that <laughs> was. I think Ryan bit. wishes that topic had never come up. <laughs> That's. I'm going to ask him. He totally redeems himself though because he started. I don't remember what they were talking about. Uh, they were talking about like, um, oh, how adults are buying toys, uh, kid toys for themselves. Oh, like, like Lego. Which yeah, totally. I'd buy Lego for myself. And Ryan goes and I texted him right after because I'm with him. Ryan goes. Yeah, I like coloring with my kids. They'll just get up and leave. Next thing I know, I'm sitting there still finishing, finishing up. And I do the same fucking thing. It's like, why do you guys bail on this craft? Let's finish it. Yeah, we don't do arts and crafts much in our adult lives, do we? Oh, it's kind of nice. I had to say, I'm still reeling from Mark Marin. I'm so <laughs> disappointed in that guy. Are you shocked? Yes. Oh, I'm not. It was I'm 11 not years ago, too. I, I think I'd be more surprised. That's why I'm so shocked it's 11 years ago. If it was now, I'd be surprised and disappointed. But I've just always seen, okay, when we first got on in 2016, and the first day we came on, we barely had the facilities to handle 10,000 downloads. But, you know, we popped up on that chart. And it was like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, is that cool? We're on the podcast charts, you know, like the top 40. And, of course, then you drift away. Because your your audience isn't new anymore, and they give you more points for being a new show when people first subscribe. Yep. So, uh, you know, when we started to fall back into the hundreds and the two hundreds and the three hundreds, and uh, by the way, our Sunday episode was number thirty eight this week. Mm -hmm. Pat yourselves on the back, nice. which is fantastic. I give the Lions partial credit, but nonetheless, um, I noticed that Mark Maron was always up there. He was always in the top twenty. I think he still is in the top twenty. Oh, yeah. mm. Always, and so I just thought. This guy must be doing a great show. And then I heard the Mark Mothersbaugh show, who's the lead singer of Devo. And I really enjoyed it because I enjoyed Devo. But I just got this feeling of Mark Maron. I think it was the directions the interview went where I just occasionally went like, oh, I don't want to hear about this. You know, can we talk about the music for fuck's sake? Mm. And he wanted to talk about Kent State, you know, and which is okay. part of yeah, Devo's history. There, yeah. It was fine. I mean, yeah. it was a good interview. I'll give him, I'll give him that. And so I just left it there and said, I think I like Mark Maron, and I've seen him. He's become more prominent in television shows, I think, because he was the guy that just couldn't hit it yeah, I, for a I, long time. I don't mind His him. His podcast is what brought all of these things to him, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't mind him as an actor. Well, his podcast, wasn't his podcast a TV show for a while? I didn't know that. Like I thought there was a like a sitcom based on his podcast. 
May have been. I, you know, it's funny. I probably didn't know what a podcast was when that was happening. Well, and that, that's <laughs> that's why I think he's always been near the top is because he was first. I don't know how long that Well, he's last. been building it for 17 yeah. years, I think, yeah. and he is good. I, you know, I can see there's an audience that probably liked the Gallagher episode and probably, finally, somebody's telling Gallagher off. I mean, there are those people and they're entitled to have entertainment and he's entitled to reach them. And, and by God, I respect it a lot more than these Johnny come lately's like the fucking Royals and their stupid show, which is best podcast. Bullshit. Um, Mark Maron wasn't, he wasn't nominated either. Mm-hmm. He's been around a long time. I doubt he's ever won, but, um. That, that I was for... shocked as a comic well, that he would have no sense of humor whatsoever. And this idea that you can't tell jokes that hurt anyone is getting so fucking stupid. Between Bill Maher and Bella Thorne and Gallagher and Mark Maron, I, I mean, I know what's going on in comedy. I know it's really hard for these guys that are so good and so funny. Even Dave Chappelle, who can draw, he can fill... A stadium with people. Yeah. Even he is having a hard time because people are constantly saying, you're hurting people. And I disagree. I don't think he is terribly hurtful. Yeah. I think Bill, I think Dave Chappelle is so goddamn funny. And most of the time, there is not a victim in his comedy. No. No. Well, he's so adept to it at setting things. Well, like with the SNL uh, stand up when he has his statement to begin. Yeah. By Kanye. <laughs> That's how you do it. That's how you buy yourself some time, which kind of sets up the whole premise of these are jokes. These are jokes. Um, the problem with with what is happening due to people like Bella Thorne and Mark Marin is that people are going to be so safe and cautious about what they're doing. Oh, that joke's going to hurt someone. Oh, that joke is violent. This idea that words are violent. You know, and Gallagher, I thought he stood up real well for himself because he said... You mean to tell me when I die, this is all going to go away? Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. And also the idea that his audience is going to go from his show, you know, to some meeting to go take apart some gay people. <laughs> really? Come on. Because, I, you know, honestly, I have seen Gallagher specials not in a long time. But I just don't remember him beating down no. on, I don't remember him being a big punch downer or down puncher or whatever the term is. No, I don't recall that either. And like I said, I had many uh, Gallagher VHS tapes. I remember him talking about the 60s a lot. Stuck in the 60s was one of the themes of one of his specials. And then, of course, the prop comedy. I never liked him. I don't know. I never liked his stand-up. I liked him. I mean, being an eight-year-old. Yeah, sure. It was, at the time, he was in the 80s, he was as big as anybody. Yeah. And um, it was, a lot of it was so silly because it was like, this guy, I'm watching someone smash watermelon and I'm laughing and they have plastic over the front three rows. It was just so stupid. Yeah. I mean, he probably, you know, he couldn't stop doing it, which is probably the problem with it. But I didn't, I don't recall thinking of him as a prop well, comic necessarily. He wasn't like Carrot Top, no, but was he? I was going to say, you na- I think you nailed it where he did have comedy, but then it was like, the, wasn't it like the last 10 minutes was all the smash when he brought the yes, sledgematic? Yeah. Unlike yeah. Carrot Top, which, you know, was. The continuous I, trunk. I need to review my Gallagher history, and if I end up being angry at him for uh, trying to gather the troops to um, to destroy, you know, uh, <laughs> minorities, I'm going to be very disappointed because I just never, ever saw it that way at all. And uh, you know, that New Times article. As soon as I saw the New Times heading, I'm like, oh, well, that explains it. Because we had the New Times in Phoenix. They did the oh, Tom Tabeck story. He could, he, could do a, he could do better research than what he did. Tom Tabeck was the guy that did the Tom yeah. Tabeck show. With his son Mike, right? 
Tom Noyce. Was it Mike Tabak? Well, it wasn't. I thought so. Well, all I know is we got a call, and I was called into a meeting. And they're like, yeah, um, we'd love you and Zip to be guests. There's a new local television show airing. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the Tom Tabak Show. And Zip and I were like, who's Tom Tabak? <laughs> he's like, hey, he's Vic Tabak's nephew. Vic Tabak from Alice. Yeah. And like we were supposed to go, oh, of course. <laughs> and I don't think Tom Tabak had done anything but been Vic's nephew at that uh, point. He was on Grizzly Adams. And so we went to, you know, it was getting a lot of, I think he was spending a lot of money because he had a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So he was buying TV time. He had rented out the studio. You probably remember the article. The article was yeah. funny as hell. I mean, New Times did a great job on, on that story. Uh, but they're extremely liberal. That was the point. And I'm sure the Miami one is the same way, but we went to the taping and we sit down and I realize, wait, there's like six morning shows in the same room as us. So he he essentially booked every big morning show in Phoenix for the first week. Smart. It's brilliant. It was that's, brilliant. That's really good. It's a way to I, get I, their listeners. I remember saying that at the end was, oh yeah, genius, all these genius, genius. Every one of these guys is going to talk about their appearance on the, the Tom Tabak show, and he'll get some ratings. And he did. Unbelievably brilliant. So um, the way the format went was, I, th I think he would have the morning show on first, and then he would have another guest. It might be a cooking segment or something dumb. and But we watched the first two shows because we were the third show. And he did a, mon <laughs> he did a monologue that was word for word ripped off from George Carlin. Oh word God. for word. And Zip and I are going, I think I've heard this before. <laughs> and we were stunned. That's we amazing. What an asshole. Believe it. Why no, do that? it was mind blowing. And he was pretty smooth, too. Yeah. I mean, he could actually, he had that yeah, ability to sell down. himself or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> to act like he'd done it before. I don't think he had done it before. Uh, the good old days we can get a, just rip off a routine and no one would ever know. <laughs> I think because, everyone there knew it, though, was that well-known. Well, what did he do, the seven the seven words you can't say? No, it wasn't the seven words. It the might difference have been, between baseball and football? It might have been a place for my stuff. What? Yeah, I think That's it was. That's a really famous one. I know, I know. I, I, honestly, we were talking with um, Dave, Dave Ryan was there, KZZP, and we were kind of kibitzing, talking to the other shows, and everybody was just absolutely stunned. That, that this was going on, and we were watching it. It was pretty fascinating, honestly. Do you see his website up there for his Northern Arizona's number one local talk show? Oh my God! It's, this show is still on the one with the with yeah. forty commercials an hour. Yeah, every day is a different show. Is there a clip? Uh, Should we listen see. to a little Tom Tabak? I'm always up for a little Tom and Mike. It is Mike Tabak. Okay, he's probably. Oh my God! He had so many sponsors. He had to be making money. I bet he's making money doing this. Well, somehow. if you look at the web, I mean, the top thing at the website is. Advertise here. Oh, yeah. K-A-Z-M. So that's got to be one of those AM AMs that sells their time, mm -hmm. and he buys it. And because it's a northern Arizona market, they probably rate it once a year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when it's June, you go, oh, we don't have any ratings until January, so, yeah, but we do great. The most recent <laughs> podcast is February 10th, 2020. COVID killed the Tom Tabeck show. Oh, no. <laughs> That's the last one? February 2020. Wait, so the show's over? I'm afraid it might be. Oh, no. Let's see, let's see if their Twitter's still active. Well, hold on. I want to listen to a little of the final show. But first, uh, Dr. Roche wants to remind you. Twitter Twitter faded before, before the podcast did. 2017. Yeah, yeah boy. Well, uh, Dr. Roche wants to remind you. 
that, of course, they have boobs, boobs. They have closetfuls of closets full of boobs for you. Small, big boobs, big boobs, wide boobs, thin boobs, whatever kind of boobs you want. They have them, and they would love to give you the joy of larger breasts if that's what you want. Or if you want a breast lift, which uh, I personally vouch they are really, I've seen many before and after pictures. And that's one of the beauties of Dr. Roche is you can go to D-R-R-O-C-H-E. Dot com and look at before and after pictures, you know, whether it's the um, Evolve or Evoke that Trudy talks about, which is so good for skin, or um, maybe it's the uh, liposuction. You want to see a before and after picture or someone in, who's in kind of the range that you're in and you want to see, you know, because it really do any good. Or maybe it's something simple you want, like you want to get your lips injected or you want to get the uh, fillers or the Botox and they do that, too. And they frequently have specials. And if there's something that can improve your look that is done, it is done in the offices of Dr. Gregory Roche. Botox That's the in most... my forehead and around my eyebrows. That is what's important. 248-338-1110 or www.drrochce. Wait, drrochcbd.com? Oh, that's the other one for the CBDs. Otherwise, it's drroche.com and 248-338-1110. Okay, so, the final show. Do you really want to hear it? Um, you know what, I'm going to listen to it after the show. Okay, I'll listen yeah. to it after the show. Uh, there's probably a segment there's in there somewhere. too much garbage to go through here, yeah. Um, the update today on uh, Amy and TJ. Oh, yeah. Did you, did you read anything about them? No. What I keep seeing is that the relationship is on pause <gasps> because this has ruined their careers, and so they're not banging right now, they currently. Are, they are, quote-unquote, Keeping their distance, <gasps> which is a far cry from when this thing broke and they came in to work together AKA all week. AKA like, TJ's piling into something else by now. <laughs> could be. He totally is. <laughs> She's at home crying and he's you know, just nailing chicks. I swear, this crossed my mind the other day. I thought, okay, just how in love are these people? Obviously... They look massively in love. Mm -hmm. And the one picture I saw of her when she was walking her dog mm -hmm. last week, yeah, she looked happy. so happy. Yeah. And and she he got looked, rid of that load Billy. They look delighted on TV, and all of a sudden they're not wearing their wedding rings. And it's like, yep, we're going for it. We are nuts over each other. They both had been in, you know, lengthy marriages with kids, and it was really kind of like, God, well, do they realize what's going on here? It almost seems like they don't, and everybody else does. I think the next picture, though, was her parents were in town to help her oh move. i didn't see that yeah help her Oof, move out of yikes. the apartment Ooh. i saw her moving out of her apartment i didn't see her you parents. didn't see her parents brandon will you see if you can find that yikes did her parents look uh, oh they look thrilled goings on no, they did not look thrilled <laughs> <laughs> they're not you know uh, public anyway people. i as this has developed i thought okay i have a feeling that this is not going to end well because I think T.J. Holmes, now there's an internal review. They're going to find out all those things, and they're going to feel they have to do something. So he's going to get screwed, and she's going to probably be, well, I think we all agreed, she's probably going to lose some position there yeah. from this. Yeah. And my thought was that I think that might put an ugly veneer on their relationship, like, well, I didn't know this was going to happen. Because I think both of them need the spotlight. So you think they're going to turn on each other? I just I have a feeling they might keep keeping their distance. And also maybe 
she may have learned a lot more than she already knew. Oh, you mean like all the chicks he's been nailing? Yeah. And the fact that, you know, he moves on. And I got to tell you, when this when this first came out and people were just making their loose, you know, pop-off comments, yeah. so many people were like, oh, this is going to end, honey. You know, oh, he's going to say yeah. bye-bye to you, Miss 49-year-old. How old is he? He's 45. But his wife was 37, and these producers are all a lot younger. They're all like, the one that he had the three-year affair, I want to say she's like 35. Oh. And the other one was nice. young, too. In fact, they were relatively young producers. Yep, so I just thought, that doesn't seem like a guy that's going to stay with the older chick. I mean, I could be totally wrong. This is the only photo I could find of her folks, and they were just waiting outside her house for her to get back. Is that? Uh, oh, that's Robox mom. Yeah, yeah, she looks pretty good for Robox mom. Hobox yeah, mom. Nice. Yeah, but no, they. No, they I mean, had does, a... seriously. For she's got to be in her seventies, right? Sure. Think she looks so. good. Yeah, she looks great. She also looks kind of cranky. Well, yeah, but I think they were just directing the movers. Hey, put that there. You know, because she's she's rich enough that uh, they don't have to pick up any boxes themselves. That's one instance where I would not want to call parents to help out. No, God, no. <laughs> That would be a real bummer. Yeah, see, Daddy, come I, over. I got caught in oh, my see coworker. I see him. There's the video of them helping her from uh, the Daily Mail. There she is helping her move out. Oh, she looks bitchy. She, well, I mean, come on. He looks so. The dad looks so bummed. Yeah, he's not. That's her dad. He's or, not like, proud of Amy right now. No, no. <laughs> Those movers. I wonder what bothers them the most. Uh, oh. <laughs> what? 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 What's much I could do about it? Huh? What are you talking about? I don't see colors. I didn't even think about that. I wasn't racist. thinking about it either. You don't know what I was uh -huh. thinking about. I just thought I wonder uh -huh. what bothers them the most. I mean, well, that's not right. I bet you Billy told him, it's okay. They they might. He was probably very sensitive about it. They might, really, they might really like Billy. He's the kind of guy parents would like, I think. <laughs> do you think he's still going to hang out with them after the divorce? He's going to be one of those. <laughs> he might. He's still going to send them cards I for don't parents. I don't understand that card. stuff. I'm sure he will. He's just, that's the kind of guy he is. Mm -hmm. Maybe. <laughs> um, I don't know. You know what? The other part is that he might be delighted to be done with her. Oh, we I don't. We don't. I mean, would that really shock you? Yeah, but if you're done with her, then, well, I guess maybe in his case, you don't have to be done with the parents. I knew someone. He probably told her parents, uh, now that we're done, that doesn't mean that we have to be done. I still love you guys. I knew somebody who was in a real hot and heavy Hobok-like relationship mm -hmm. with a Hobok-like woman, and these two were just out of this world in love. And they thought they were hot, too. I just want to make that clear. Yeah. They both thought they were hot. They both thought they were a well, that's, hot couple. That's why a penis found the vagina. Yes. And I'm going to come. Oh, God. And because they were both married. And I remember thinking, oh, boy, this is really complicated. And then at some point, it became clear that her husband knew. And I was like, <gasps> I thought, oh, my God, that's going to be fucked up. I was like, oh, no, he's really cool about it. I was like, huh? He's really he's cool cucked. about it? He's really cucked about it. Uh, that's, that's really fucked. That's weird. <laughs> and then it turned out that, oh, he moved on really quickly. And oh, he was, so he was doing it too. He couldn't have been nicer about the whole thing. He was delighted yeah, yeah, because he, was he got a pain in the ass taken off his hands. Yeah, and he was probably nailing something on the side too. 
I kind of think he was, but I don't know. I just know that he did reconnect with someone else shortly <laughs> after. Yeah. I mean, a new person, but I mean, well, it I just mean, seemed like things it don't work out. I guess that's fast. why they do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Pretty soon, I bet they'll all be swinging together. Just a big old fucking suck. <laughs> Gross. So did you? Uh, I had one takeaway from the story about. Diddy and his new baby. Yeah, the massive tits on his mom. You got it. Yeah, oh you yeah, and the baby's oh, mom. my lord. Yeah. The baby mama has the most gigantic rack, but he's already moved on. He was holding hands and making out with some other chick. Yeah, I know. The day after the baby was born to well, this think, girl. I think it was yesterday, we were down here prepping, and I said to Brandon, I said, hey, Brandon, they've, they've named uh, Diddy's baby mama, and her tits are huge, and immediately, <laughs> within five seconds, Brandon's looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> Dana oh, are they, are they untethered somewhere? No, no, there's just one really nice bikini shot. She's very pretty. Oh, she's gorgeous. This is there the one is. picture that kind of gets Jesus around. Christ. Yeah, that's, that is really. And he's, in his, he's else. like 55, she's 28. It's like, okay. She's 28. Those things are going to get bigger, too, aren't they? Uh, yeah. Are they yeah. natural? I think they are. They look very natural. They do. So it turns out the story that I read, they had a picture of him. With his girlfriend, who he supposedly was crazy about, and they were crazy about each other. That was like five months ago. Mm-hmm. Five months. So she had been four months pregnant. Yeah. Four and a half. Right. And then they had him with the new girl, who's like right now. Yeah. So it's like, he just knocked this girl up somewhere in the middle there, and eh, whatever. Does he think he is Nick Cannon? Right. It's like, the, it's popular now to be able to just populate the earth and bang it's as many chicks. just not a big deal. And- yeah. Well, it's funny, too. The, the word baby mama, like, he's now got five different baby mamas. Yes. And every time I think of that, I always think of that the mama has a little baby, but actually they're arranging age from 30 to one, you yeah. know? <laughs> Don't you always like think a, of little like babies? Jimmy, Jimmy Price Jr.? Kind of, yeah, same thing. We thought he was 12, he was 62 or something. This baby's name, by the way, is <laughs> Love Sean Combs. That's the baby's name. Love Sean. It's a stupid oh, name. That is really dumb. By a rather stupid person. Okay, so... Is there a site like Who Dated Who that oh, tracks baby the babies and the baby mamas, the, the number, like the, the baby mama to baby ratio? Baby mama. Because that's a, the, the smaller the number. Um, yeah, the higher the number, the higher the number. Because if you have nine baby mamas to nine babies, that means you have one child for every baby mama. If you have, if you have two baby mamas and you have five kids, then it's .40. So, like, a one-to-one baby-to-baby mama <laughs> ratio would be the highest you could possibly have. Yes, yeah. But wouldn't it be cool if there was a site that actually had the top baby-to-baby mama ratios? <laughs> I mean, should there be that? Wouldn't that be kind of like who Let's register it before we put this podcast out. I think it's pretty brilliant. Well, we used to always talk about that to the point when we were at 105.1. Mark and I actually purchased the URL, uh, teamphoto.com. Oh, yeah. You remember when we did that? Oh. And then we didn't do the work, and thankfully, Who's Dated Who popped up, and they did the work for us. So maybe... I mean, here's OK Magazine as celebrities with baby mamas from 2020. It's I, 11 celebrities with multiple baby mamas. I see that one. Yeah, but that's not doing the work. That's, that's, just, uh, that's just throwing something out there. With It's impressive. There's another one that has 10 children, uh, celebrities with baby... Baby mama drama? Many baby mamas. <laughs> 20 uh, celebrity dads with multiple baby mamas. So there's a, um, in the story too, it said that Diddy, it's like, oh, everything's great. He's got all these baby mamas. He cheated on a lot of them. They're fine with it. They're like sister baby mamas to each other and everyone's happy. And one of them, he even paid 50 grand to have an abortion and she's happy. Oh, okay, cool. 
And I, I got the impression that she's happy because he gave her a bigger tip than Herschel Walker. <laughs> like Herschel Walker gave somebody seven hundred dollars for a five hundred thirty-five dollar yes. abortion, whereas this girl got fifty grand for a what five hundred six hundred dollar abortion. So she's so, she's still tight with him. Some of these are surprising. Mark Anthony has six children with three different moms. Does that surprise you? Mark Anthony. Yeah, the Jennifer Lopez is one of the baby mamas. Um, six children from three different moms. Yeah, I guess I'm a little surprised. Not terribly. I know Owen Wilson keeps popping up in these lists along with Stephen Tyler. Owen Wilson? I guess yeah, he's Owen, got three by three. I don't think Owen Wilson get, gets married, though. Doesn't he just have a baby and then he moves on? And Yeah, this isn't about wives. This is about baby mamas. Oscar De La Hoya, five children from four different women. Oh, well, that's, that's, that's kind of a surprise. That's a high it? ratio. But there's the football players. What's Travis Henry? Doesn't he have like 11, 11 right? 11 yeah. to 9 or something? Yeah. Well, who's the um, the Houston Rocket that had a ton? Oh, Calvin Murphy. Calvin Murphy. <laughs> yeah. That was a lot. Yeah, I think he was the king. Um, Eddie Murphy has 10, but I don't know how many women. This site sucks. There's too many. It's too confusing. Right, right. We need, we need a conglomerate. We need a, a website that'll put them all together, much like teamphoto.com. Let's see. Let's see if there's any other ones. Oh, Mick Jagger? Mick Jagger. Jagger. He, he pops up in the list quite Kate, a bit. Why does Caitlyn Jenner pop up? Uh, I only oh, know he has two. six. He has six biological children from three different women. Oh, okay. Linda Thompson and Chris Jenner, but I didn't, I didn't know about Christy Crownover. That must have been his first but wife. Three isn't that sexy. I, I want, like, Nick Cannon's got a bunch. Like, he's uh, he's got to be the winner. Camra- What's his name? Uh, Anthony Camrardi? Camar- oh, yeah, yeah. Antonio? Antonio. Yeah, Cromartie. Camardi he talks about all of his kids. Let's see. Let's see. When you're on the football field, you have to turn you know, all the aggression on. But as soon as you leave and get home, you got to be that father figure, you know, <laughs> that, that husband. That what husband? What's wrong with your hair? <laughs> what is going on with your hair? Yeah, Alonzo, who is five. I have Karis, um, who is three. I have my, my junior, which is three. I have a my daughter who just turned three as of yesterday. Um, I have another son named Tyler. That's uh, he turns three in December. <laughs> we got another uh, daughter that was born October 16th named London. Uh, another daughter that was born named Leilani, who's uh, two years old. And uh, I have uh, my newborn with my wife. Her name is Jersey. We have four three-year-olds. I know he's got seven kids, three and under. Eight, five, and under. Cardi B is a, a baby mama to Offset, and Offset has four kids by four women. Actually, I think it's five now, because doesn't Cardi B have two? I didn't know that about Owen Wilson. Steven Tyler. Yeah, you mentioned him. Oh, he did? I didn't hear that one. You did. Oh, I did? Yeah. Clint Eastwood? Eight children by six women? Really? Yeah. Mick Jagger, eight by five. Lil Wayne... Four by four. Oh God! How did we forget this one? Larry King, five by three. So oh, what a concept, man! I feel like uh, Drew's got some pro- computer programming, website programming to do. No kidding. Um, let's see what else is going on. Mike Leach uh, finally died. It's like everybody had been waiting for Mike Leach to die. Well, that's such a bitch of a position to be in because everyone wants to be first. Yes. Including, so you've got the brunt of it. Oh. Bill Snyder, as we joked about yesterday, oh. old man Snyder had sent out his condolences. Well, that was—I bet that was a mistake. 
It Don't absolutely. He, he wouldn't be dying to be first. Of probably, course not. The guy's ninety years old. Is he still coaching? I don't think so. No. I remember uh, when he came back. It wasn't long I know, ago. And he turned Kansas State around again. Yeah, he's he good. Um, but he then he put out an apology tweet, which is kind of. Oh, he man. probably had the inside information that he was that he was dead. And it's just a Paulie Shore situation. It's probably, hey, uh, Bill, Mike Leach, um, he's almost dead. Can you come say goodbye to him? So he decided, but but really, he decided to tweet it. I just wouldn't think that would be the first thing Bill Snyder would think of. I, I bet I'm willing to bet someone told him he's dead. Well, he just he just being a, a sports guy and not a journalist guy. He just went, oh, oh, that's terrible. I uh, tweet something out there. Yeah, sport, thum, 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 thum. Uh, sports center had um, next thing you, know, you asshole. <laughs> so much so that he had a what, I, what, what did I do? <laughs> thum, 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 thum. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> he um, no need to get so uptight. But it's like right after you put out the apology tweet, then it was announced he died. <laughs> so right. Like, I kind of felt like Bill Snyder should have gone back and deleted the apology tweet. <laughs> You know, Polly Shore never put out the apology tweet. I want to find the sports sports center. You know, they did their obit or whatever. Um, I can't think of the reporter's name. The guy that does always always does the sad stories about people dying. And the end of it was <laughs> just pure Mike Leach. Give me a second. Did they play People Who Died by Jim Carroll. Um, no, nah, no, not quite. That's too bad. Let's see, was it Sports Center? Well, he's got some incredible rants, doesn't he? I miss him. He died. Here's our eulogy. What do you really want for Christmas? Coach, I know you have strong thoughts on weddings. Go elope. Trust me on that. Go it's elope. a good win. There's a lot of people. It's like Woodstock, except everybody's got their clothes on. You know, this weird basketball pass. That was the beginning of the end. Mike Leach was a martini mix of ingredients never seen before in college football. His coaching career, much like his 61-year-old life, was not only a road less traveled, but a road that didn't exist until he created it. His mind worked in mysterious, eccentric, and entertaining ways. Seems a little he heavy. Intellect. Yeah, let me just get to. I just want to get to the end. I like the way. All things unconventional, even his death. When people write the Mike Leach obituary, how do you want to be was a remembered? Well, that's their problem. They're the one writing the obituary. <laughs> I mean, what do I care? I'm dead. So he's dead. I couldn't agree with him more. I totally agree with him. I don't care what you write about me. I'll be dead. I hope it's nice things. Um, 61, though. What that's, young. that's young. Yeah. So, uh... RG3 kind of uh, a little screw up on the uh, sports broadcast. His apology made it worse. Yeah. He, oh, I didn't see his apology. Yeah, he meant to say bugaboos. Yeah, but does anybody believe that he was trying to say bugaboo? Does bugaboos make any sense? No, not Dude, at all. This is what he's in trouble for. People said that Jalen Hurts couldn't get it done. He couldn't operate from the pocket. He's not the quarterback of the future. I think he proved all those jigaboos wrong. Yep. No, I, I didn't even know what that word meant. Oh, I really? just knew enough not to say it. <laughs> Seriously, okay. I, I'm still not sure what it well, means. Why did you and know? He's not in trouble. He's an African-American. He's not going to get me in trouble. Married to a white woman <laughs> with huge boobs from Sweden. <laughs> Wasn't that him? Because he could. Man? Yeah. Wasn't he the one that uh, Rob Parker thought yes. was a cornball? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you call him a cornball? 
Uh, because he's, I, you'd because have to ask Rob that. I guess. I think, I, the I, think I don't know what that means. White. Yeah. Is he a brother or is he a cornball brother? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Brandon, that is the insinuations that I'm not really sure what that means either. Yeah. No, but What's I don't think I don't think he's trying to say bugaboo there. No, I don't either. I, think was but I don't know what that word mean. Why that word makes any sense? The word he used. It's so stupid that we can't even repeat the word he you said. Repeat it. No, I, somebody will go ape shit. Where's his apology? Um, he did. He put it out on Twitter. He's basically saying that's not what I meant to say. I oh, meant yeah. to say bugaboo, but Here that's not what he meant to say. <laughs> Yo, definitely need to clarify this. This is not what I meant to say. I was trying to say those bugaboos in reference to haters and doubters. Regardless of my intention, I understand the historical context of the term that came out of my mouth, and I apologize. He won't be in trouble. If he was white, he might lose his job, but he's probably not, he's not in trouble. I haven't heard that word in a million years. I mean, where did that come from? The the one he said. Yeah, oh, that's a very. When's the last time you heard someone use that uh, term? In the 1900s. Ice Ice Cube on death certificate. <laughs> I'm I'm not joking. That is actually there's a line because the follow up line is take a look at yourself, you dumb n word you, which rhymes with it. I think I heard it in a David Allen Coe song once. A David Allen Coe song? Yeah. Is he canceled for that? No. By the way, is Hitler uncanceled now oh, because well, of Kanye? I was telling Brandon, and I, it, it makes me <laughs> ill to say this, but but when Yang actually had a pretty funny joke about the Hitler thing, where he's like, I thought we agreed a long time ago that Hitler was not a good thing or was a bad thing. Why are we bringing this up again? Which is true. It's like, when do you, when does anybody ever win by invoking Hitler? You've got a little bit of the Hitler fetish going on. I have no idea. It's just so absolutely weird over the top uh, that I I don't even. I'm, I think it's a bit. I think it's just try, he's trying to he's just Great trying bit. to destroy everything. I do him. love Hitler. Great bit. I don't think I remember when Gallagher did that bit about Hitler. <laughs> I've never dressed up like a Hitler. Hey, I gotta say, where's Kanye? There's been like four days without stories about him. I know it's actually wonderful. more than that. I know it's spectacular. Did somebody get to him and tell him to shut the fuck up, and he actually listened? No, no, that's not the case. Are the Jews silencing him? No. Well, if you ask him, they would say yeah. No, he says whatever he wants, whenever he wants. But don't you think that's interesting that there no. hasn't been a story about him? He like continues. nobody's interviewed him. I, no, I think, no, I think you're it's wrong. He is doing interviews. He's doing tons of interviews. I think he it's like I think it's like Trump that people just lose interest he, after a while. He just did an interview with Clubhouse, so there's a bunch of stories about him today where he said Rosa Parks was a plant. I see. I don't even care what he says anymore. I don't care. I don't even want to hear this. I really don't. I, I don't care. I mean, do you care? Do you really want to hear well, the I mean, latest no. thing he said? I mean, no, not at the all. The fact that he's on Clubhouse, I think he's running out of places to spread his story. I, I don't even care. I just don't care. I don't care where he is, what he says. He's just full of shit. Yeah. He's an asshole. Mm -hmm. He's a big baby, he's a and big he's baby. an asshole. He's a huge baby. He's a massive But at least he's anti-Semite of the year, so he's won something. Uh, yeah, I guess so. He um, Did he do concerts this year? I just saw the year-end concert gross. I don't, I don't think he I don't, did. I think that was last year when Donda came out, when he did all those shows. Okay. Well, it was the biggest year ever in America and the world for grosses, prices, total ticket sales, uh, 
let's see, $11.7 billion, which is well over 2019. And um, there were a lot of stadium tours. Sheeran, Gaga, Motley, Def Crew, Def Leopard, Elton John, McCartney, Bad Bunny, Zach Brown, Eagles, Morgan Wallen, Iron Maiden, GNR, Chris Stapleton, Culp. I mean, it was the year of the stadium. Bad Bunny was number one. Wow, yeah, he's huge. Elton John, number two. Def Leppard and Motley Crue, third. Harry Styles, fourth. Kenny Chesney, The Weeknd, Garth Brooks, Red Hot Chili Peppers, McCartney, and Coldplay. McCartney, by the way, the highest highest ticket price? Jeez. Average? Gouger. Right. People will pay anything to see I him. love that song you did, Gouger. <laughs> <laughs> what song is that? I don't know. Coldplay was 10th, Eagles 13, Roger Waters 19, Imagine Dragons 20, Billy Joel 24, Backst- Backstreet. Backstreet's back? Backstreet's. Man, the Backstreet's were hot at number 25, but I don't that's a, know. That's a residency, isn't this it? This Nick Carter thing could be uh, could could reduce them to the Backstreet's. <laughs> All right. Yeah! Is this a dance mix? No, it's the official. Everybody. Yeah, where's my favorite part? I don't know, it takes forever. I'm not familiar with this version. Oh, there dear. we go. That synth just rocks. I love the first line here too, where it's uh Oh my god, we're back again. <laughs> Someone sat down and wrote that line. <laughs> Stupid. I didn't realize it took a minute forty-six to get to the good part. How weird. I never heard that shit. How weird is it that Bad Bunny is the number one selling artist and I couldn't name one of his songs? I couldn't name one either. I can't. He's in a lot of commercials, too. Yeah, he's in the worst commercial ever. Oh, you hate the Corona. The Corona one with Snoop. Pete Davidson is the worst commercial ever. Which one? The Taco Bell one? Yeah. You don't like that one? No, I don't. You see the separate birth of Pete? I think I'm just sick of him. You see the separate birth of Pete Davidson? Brittany Griner? Yeah. yeah. Brittany, on the airplane. Brittany Griner on the airplane does look just like Pete Davidson. Yeah, they, there's a resemblance there, for sure. Fucking crazy. Hey, so did you hear Big Gretch is a presidential candidate for 2024? Yeah, wasn't there an opinion piece in the New York Times? They love her nationally. Huffington, Huffington Post says she's presidential material. Uh, New York Times, yeah, she ran an incredible campaign on abortion and the economy. How groundbreaking was that? Well, I mean, she also had a lot of money and was running against some pretty lousy candidates. And she she basically won on abortion. And because she had a lot of money going against two lousy or a lousy candidate, she but pops I, up in every list. They I, love her nationally. I noticed the article had no mention of her flights to Florida, her you know being a private plane weasel, acting as if her dad was on his deathbed, the husband raking the leaves, trying to get the dock installed, or shutting people down and then marching with BLM. None of that. They just said that she kept people safe. Yeah, but she copied Andrew Cuomo's. You know the the, she kept safe. the old people home 
strategy, and it led to yeah, a lot which of is death. a non-story. Nobody cares. Well, they cared in New York, but I, they just don't care in Michigan. So, um, who is a more embarrassing vice president, Kamala Harris or Dan Quayle? Because Gretchen is being mentioned as a vice presidential candidate too. For who? To replace For Biden. He's not going to replace her. No, to I know replace, she's not. To replace if, Kamala? If, if he's running, he's not going to replace her. There's yeah. no way. No, no, because that, be, that would be acknowledging that she's full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, how is she doing with the border? Because the border, she's, that's her gig, isn't it? The border's going great. Charlie just went down there. He said it's doing fine. He just popped up on uh, Chris Cuomo's show to tell him that it's fine, too. Yeah, I saw on Title Forty Two's ending too, which is I don't know why he's doing that, but um, they had record numbers yesterday. I don't know if you saw the morning shows. Record numbers of migrants coming across. Oh, awesome! I think there was uh, sixteen thousand in the last twenty-four hours. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, let's see. Did now these people have to be vaccinated? I'm well, kidding. I, I don't know. I'm joking. I, I saw this story today about how Yale, Notre Dame, Harvard, Fordham, Tufts, and some other colleges are mandating students get the updated COVID-19 booster shots. Wait, what, what were the schools? Yale, private, Harvard, private. Fordham. Private. Well, who cares what? Well, they're I private or public. 11% of the population has this, this booster shot. <laughs> so why, why would 18, 19, and 20-year-olds who don't even need it, why would they get a booster shot? If nobody else is, I guess because they're mandating it. Because know. if you get the shot, you don't I get know, COVID, why right? Why are they mandating it to people that don't need it? They were talking about the least people with the least medical concerns of all because of their age, and they're mandating they get a booster shot that that no one else is getting. Eleven percent of the God population. Two arms, one for the flu shot and the other one for the COVID shot. Eleven percent of the population has this booster. And they're telling these 20-year-olds they are mandating they get it. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. That's a fact. And Tufts claims that currently around 50% of our university population has got the, the bivalent booster. So a college has 39% more than the country's average and by the way, faculty and staff are strongly encouraged. Students have to get it, but faculty and staff don't, the, who are older. Does that, make, does that make any sense? It does, because if you get the shot, you don't get COVID. That's a fact. Yeah. Right? Well, but why would they make it optional for the older people? The virus stops with every vaccinated person. It's true. That's pretty weird. Um, Tory Lane's case starting up, and uh, this—I <laughs> can't believe this 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 whole thing. By the way, Tory Lane's has lots of "quote unquote" support. Oh, he's got a ton of support. Why? Why does he have support? They like his music. What people talk about? Well, no, I'm talking about people like Drake. Yeah, because they work with him. Drake like doesn't him. need Tory Lane's. Why does he need Tory Lanez? I don't know. It's his buddy. This bitch lie about getting shot. Is he going to have to take the stand, Drake? Why would he have to take the stand? I don't know. I mean, will they have him take the stand as a character witness for him? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think he would bother. I mean, it's a criminal case. 
So if the defense wants some uh, character witness, why not put Drake up there? Since I haven't heard any work. such uh, word about that happening. Megan was on the stand today. Oh, she was on the stand today? Yep. Uh, what did she say? Uh, I haven't read a lot of it. I just saw that she was up there, and the, one of the first things she said was, I can't believe I have to come up here and do this because she was the one that was actually shot. Um, but I think your big re- revelation was that he, which I think we've heard this before, that he tried to bribe her. Yeah, a million dollars. Yeah. While say. she was lying there with bullets in her feet. Yeah, because he's like, I can't go to jail again. I can't go to jail again. Yeah, and he has text too. I'm sorry from the bottom of my heart. Shit should never happened, and I can't change what I did. Yeah, but did you hear what his lawyer said about that? Yeah, that's about he shouldn't have fucked her. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> I, know. I mean, good move by a lawyer, but what an asshole. By the way, her friend Kelsey, what a great friend she is. They're no longer friends. Well, no, cause, because uh, Megan got shot. And I, th- I think what they really should do is look into any transactions between Tory Lanes and Kelsey. Why would she support Tory Lanes? Uh, well, Tory also, didn't his lawyer claim that he fucked her too? Yes. That, and that's, yeah, and she got jealous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it sounds like uh, she was actually mocking him, and that's why he got mad and wanted her to quote Yeah, she, uh, she was mocking his music. Yeah. What a joke. <laughs> that's a good reason to shoot someone. Yeah, yeah I, think he, I think his lawyer was also just, you know, doing that whole victim-blaming thing where she was drunk, she was jealous, but that, what, what does that matter when he's still the one that shot her? Well, they're saying that um, that that uh, Kelsey shot her, but it's on video, not the shooting. It's not. No, oh. no, the shooting isn't. Hmm. So yeah, no, they're saying that that uh, Kelsey shot her. That's what the his attorneys are suggesting is that that Megan had her back turned, so she didn't know who shot oh, her. Come on. Okay. Well, whatever. I know it's it's so insulting. To everyone. I'm just amazed because she's a huge artist, and she has very little support. I didn't know that this was after a Kylie Jenner pool party, which seems all too perfect, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if she's an ex... Why isn't she called ex-friend of Kylie Jenner? (laughs) She She must be a current friend. I had to do a double take. I would have assumed it would have been Kendall Jenner's where something bad happened since everything she touches turns to shit. Well, that's... Yeah, I don't know what else... I don't know how this guy wins this case, but... He's got a good lawyer. And if he's got, uh, if the jury likes his music, then he's already got one step ahead. Well, good luck with that. I I don't know. It'd be so disappointing if he is not convicted. That would be just brutal. Hey, Brandon, can you check the uh, Jason Carr petition, see how many people are signing it? I sure can. We we left off at 46. Yeah, so he actually got one in the last uh, six or eight hours, which is great. Thanks to the uh, young ladies, by the way, who appeared on the show. We are now at 48. Wow, and our show hasn't even aired yet. Right, it's going to shoot up. I don't see any new comments. There were 194 comments on, can you check the um, Detroit News or Free Press? Maybe there's some fresh comments. I'm not reading any comments about Taryn, by the way. That is, That was really, <laughs> that was unfortunate. I can't believe anybody would. Say things like that. She has nothing to do with it. I'm disappointed in myself for uh, reading those comments. Yes. Um, meanwhile, uh, SBF, things are going pretty well for him. 
Wow, God, I, were you surprised by how many different charges he was hit with? Um, not really, because he should be hit with those charges. It was really interesting uh, having, you know, CNBC was covering the congressional hearing live, which apparently Maxine Waters, ironically, is in charge of that committee, one who took a lot of money from him. <laughs> which, hey. Yeah, who doesn't want to return I, the money either? I, I know nobody likes AOC, but I don't know if you saw her comment where she's like, hey, any lawmaker that took money from this fuck should not be on any committee that comes up with any rules about... Um, regulating the cryptocurrency business, which, yeah, that seems like such an obvious duh. If you receive money from any kind of industry, should you really be making rules no, for that industry? Ridiculous. No. But, but they do it but all it the time. it happens all That's the time that someone has to come out and say, you assholes, you shouldn't be the ones making, um, you know, making the decision on it. I was reading about this, though, and even this is what cracks me up about it, because I think a lot of times congressional hearings are just performative <laughs> to make it look like, hey, we're doing something. We're holding uh, their feet to the fire. We're holding FTX, you know, accountable for what they did when Congress really doesn't. I think sometimes they can do investigations, but hearings are just a waste of time. They were shocked that the Department of Justice <laughs> moved and arrested him and charged him this quick because he was supposed to testify via Zoom today. Mm-hmm. But the why, Department why of, would they let him testify via Zoom? That is ridiculous. Exactly. But he the was Depart- busy. But the Department of Justice was like, no, no, we have enough evidence, which that's a, how quick of a turnaround is that, where it's like, oh, my God, we have so much evidence. Let's arrest this guy because he ain't going anywhere. I mean, don't you think that's a quick turnaround, how quick they got him? Yeah, it's, it's unusual. It just definitely. happened. Yeah, for something unregulated too. And they didn't tell Congress in their hearing, in their stupid fucking hearings at all. By the way, he was uh, denied bail. Oh, I'm shocked. And he's depressed. Yes. Oh no, poor boy. <laughs> he said he actually said if they would unfreeze the assets that he would make everybody whole. He doesn't have the money to make everybody whole. No, I know. Of course about? he doesn't. No, he doesn't. And now he's paying lawyers a shit ton of money. I love, you know, I love the bravado. <laughs> I love the moxie on this kid because, you know, every lawyer in the world is like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. You're going to incriminate yourself. And here he, he does like a two hour interview with George Stephanopoulos. He gives uh, an interview with Aaron Ross Sorkin at that New York Times thing. And the prosecutor, the um, Justice Department is like, Oh, yeah, shit he said in there, totally enough to back up what we found and, and charge him and put him away. Put him away for a long time. He said he couldn't go to jail because he's vegan and depressed. <laughs> His lawyers were seeking bail of $250,000. Denied! Yeah. Asshole. He's vegan. <laughs> I can't go to jail, I'm vegan! Bank na 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 Guy's going down. By the way, na 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 is catching on. I don't, I don't know why. I've been seeing Twitter handles with name na na na, Lauren na na na. It's it's catchy. I mean, Dougie na 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 was onto something. There's no doubt. Uh, let's see. Is there anything we haven't done today? Not really. I think that's pretty much everything. All right. Did you um, see Janet Jackson's coming to town? Though? Oh yeah, Janet's got oh, a great. concert. great. Where's she playing? LCA. St. Andrews. LCA. Really? LCA. I told Brandon yesterday, I said, here's my prediction. That concert will be postponed for mental health. <laughs> it's not going to sell out. No and, way. And it'll be postponed for her mental health because they ain't going to sell any tickets to that. Hey, can you check ticket sales for Trevor Noah at the Fox? Uh, sure. Because somebody sent me something and they were, they were claiming there were a lot of tickets available. Hmm. When, when's the show? Let's see. October 26, 2023. Jesus. 
Who plans yeah, but, that far but, in advance? But those shows no, I know. sell they quickly. Sell out right away, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, there's plenty. <laughs> What's plenty? Um, well, here, let me show you the map. It's mainly on the side. I mean, it's it's about what eighty percent sold. Oh, that's better than the. Okay, so the dark. Look, that's eighty percent. The yeah, these are all are the, available. Yeah. Uh, that's not as bad as I thought. No. What are the yellow ones? Uh, VIP seats. I don't know what you get for your VIP seat. Would you like me to reserve you one? Oh, of course. $265 to see Trevor Noah. Let's see more info. <laughs> um, the off-the-record merch bundle is what you get with that. Ticket Ooh. to see him live. Uh, early merchandise shopping opportunity before oh the door. Oh, my God. Wait, so you get to go in before and buy shit before everybody else? That's yes. not much of a VIP thing. <laughs> So I have to buy. Give you the right to spend more money. Yeah. Okay, here it is. One premium reserve ticket for the first five rows. A hardcover copy of his books. Now, you're, <laughs> now, you're, now you're stuck holding his fucking book during the show. Yeah, that's getting in, that's getting going to the dumpster pretty quick. One exclusive off the record merchandise bundle, <gasps> and one souvenir VIP laminate. A laminate? Yeah. And the merch bundle is uh oh they they don't even say what's in it really. <laughs> it's weak. Week and those tickets are two hundred and sixty-five dollars. Where the regular tickets are, looks like sixty-five bucks. So that's what you get for an extra two hundred dollars: the right to buy more stuff <laughs> and his book. It's <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Um, is Janet Jackson for sale yet? It's in May, so you'd think that she'd be opening that up pretty quickly here. Uh, they go on sale this Friday at eleven a.m. Okay. So you can be first in line, Jerry. myself a note. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. I, make a note to let's see how many tickets are available on Sunday. Mark, I think you are, uh, seriously, I think you hit the nail on the head. I believe that when we get closer to this thing, something's going to happen. I don't know how she's going to be able to sell out LCA. She does have mental health issues, though. I just want to point that out. And then we're all going to have to apologize, right, for not buying a ticket. Yeah, so and it's gonna, gonna be it's gonna be Justin Timberlake's fault. Yeah, that's what I mean, or our <laughs> fault because we didn't buy a ticket to see her because she's so beloved. Oh man, stupid and Timberlake! I can't believe how often this guy has to apologize. <laughs> he has to apologize to Britney Spears, <laughs> Janet Jackson. Hey, he opened that apology door. Everyone's gonna burst on through, demanding apologies. The for NFL. Uh, what was the? What was the? Was it ABC or NBC? He had to apologize to. Oh, yeah, CBS. CBS, okay. You know what I noticed, because um, I was looking at him on uh, Spotify, is that his star seems to be dimming. Think Who, so? Timberlake? I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah you know why? Uh, he hasn't done anything in like 10 years. That's not true. Okay. He's in a shit ton of movies. What has he done lately? He drops the occasional album and song. He He's married to a famous actress. He's got a lot going on. What was his last album? What was his last okay, movie? He, he used to be like a top 20 artist. Yeah. He's 106 now. No, that's still really still good. Pretty damn good. Yeah, but that's, I mean, where? why is he not where he was? I mean, some people just hold their position or they go up, and he is going in the wrong direction, just like all the shows that are passing us in the wrong direction. <laughs> he had an album in 2018, so he's probably got another one coming out. Okay, but that's, you know, that's an eternity in the world of, of music. Sure. Well, was that number one? How did the album do? I don't, I don't even remember. The last one I remember is that, um, that Future Sex Love Songs album that he put out he's got a new movie coming out called reptile he did a movie in 2021 one in 2020 which was that movie in 2021 is that where he's a soldier because that was that yeah, movie palmer was awful yeah 
And other than that, all he did was the Trolls movies. So he's really not doing anything. Um, you know who else is dropping is Lovato is now number 120. Oh, is Lovato still around? I thought she died because I haven't heard anything about her. Well, oh. she, she'll she change her pronouns pretty soon, I'm sure. And then Wow. Yeah. Man, she was like coming full force for a while and then just poof, disappeared. Yeah, check this out. Somebody sent me this, this video of Demi Lovato because she's got a new show, remember, where she talks to ghosts or hunts ghosts. Or oh, something? that's where she's at now in her career arc? Yeah. So yeah. Porn, porn is the next step. So here she is talking <laughs> to the ghost, and uh, she decides... The ghost doesn't want the guys around. She only wants me around, so she decides to sing to the ghost. She has trauma. She does? Mm-hmm. She does. Okay. And that's why she doesn't like men. Okay, okay. I respect that. I respect yeah. that. If I sing you a song, can my friends come back in the room? Oh, the meter went off! There you go. Cool. There you go. Oh my God, cool. that's a real ghost. Well, Fucking I stupid. always sing skyscraper when I feel sure like singing something emotional for people. Do you have to make me feel like from the ground like a skyscraper? Oh my God, how annoying. She sings to ghosts now. That's what she does. And in the comment section, it's hilarious because everybody's just posting pictures of her when she was hot. They're like, what the hell happened? She looks so bizarre. <laughs> Those poor ghosts. They can't stop. Even her I mean, Spotify picture is gross. Her Spotify picture? Why? What's it look like? She just looks... I, it's just You have to see it. Trust me. It's Is, gross. Shouldn't she have a new documentary coming out about now? <laughs> <laughs> well, she's only done three, right? Yeah. Whatever happened to um, her podcast? podcast? That picture right there. That picture. Well, I think it's off-season for her podcast, 4D, with Demi Lovato, but uh, whatever happened to that punk album that she made that no one listened to? Bombed. Holy fucking did great. Holy fuck. number one song is 20 million. 20, yeah, that's a lot more than <laughs> I thought it was going to have. That's grim, well, though, for somebody for her, her age. That's, yeah, that's terrible. Um, hey, I want to remind people to uh, five-star us on iTunes, Spotify, or any of our fabulous platforms. And, of course, the Amazon portal is open. That's the Hall Financial Hotline shutting down, by the way. Hall Financial Hotline was very busy today. Actually, the Hall Financial Hotline has been extremely active. I need to remember to plug that. It's going to be active tomorrow with Mr. Skin. Mr. Skin! That's right. Skin's got some awesome year-end nudity. And um, we'll get, we'll see what he thinks of the Lions, too. I mean, we've got a Bears-Lions matchup coming up. i got to ask him about that, that girl, the Italian girl from... Uh... Uh, White Lotus. Oh, he probably won't know. Yeah, he will. Kidding. Oh my! Oh, I was just saying, what are you talking about? Of course, he'll know more. Well, about Mark, it. Oh, have, you, have you seen her at the thirty-two minute fourteen second mark of episode two? I don't even know what her see name. See some is. nice fur burger. Here she is, Simona Tabasco. Her name is Simona Tabasco. Go see her, Drew. Yeah, she looks pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, crystal porno alert. Well, well, those people are working. That's, that's their job. <laughs> Is this on Nippelodeon? No, oh, HBO. Nippelodeon? I said Nippelodeon. HBO. Okay. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> Mr. Skin tomorrow, and uh, 
Much more. Wow, it looks like we got... That's Aubrey Plaza there, yeah. Skin's got some pretty strong and stuff coming. Lordy, lordy. Um, Thanks for stopping by, and we'll see ya! It's called Nude and Rude, directed by Carl Stanion.